are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Yeah, no, we do, we do. Yes! Even when Matthew's not here. Hey, everyone, it's Jack from Cultaholic.com, uh, filling in for Matthew on the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. And I am joined, as always, by Ross on Wrestling. Hello, Jack. And Tom Campbell as well. Wow. My first time doing is it the your podcast. debut. It is, it's yeah. It's debut. How are you both? I'm not Your life's about to change, Tom. Is it? For the better or for the worse. It's undecided. Are you giving moment. me this back? Are you? Get it? your mitts off. <laughs> I rubbed that down with Dettol. <laughs> hard, very hard, and it's still ruined. Anyway, we need a new belt. You certainly do. And Tom, how are you? Well, in fact, did you answer the question? I'm fine. <laughs> Lovely. A uh, bit delirious after last night. Shot straight to hell with Gail Kim and Lita deep into the night. Oh, nice. In the back of a taxi. And they were in the back of a taxi. Oh, I was <laughs> there as well. No, they were in the back of a taxi. Um, so I, a bit delirious, me. How are you? Uh, apart from my cat having laryngitis, I'm all right. Oh. Well, I only found out this morning. He's getting a trip to the vets today anyway. But woke up this morning and... Keep oh, going. Keep Tom was t- sorry. That's the cat laryngitis <laughs> alarm. <laughs> Woke up this morning. Normally he meows at me as I wake up, and this morning he's like, "Yo, <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good, buddy." And I did another one. He was just like, "Ah, oh, sad well, cat." Hopefully he gets well soon. He'll be fine. Oh, bless him. Um, speaking of health, we do have to. <laughs> I mean, it's dominating not just wrestling but everything at the minute. So we'll open the news by talking about the pandemic that is ongoing, and we'll talk about. Well, there's not been an answer yet on whether WrestleMania 36 has been cancelled or not. Um, they're going to delay it, am I right in saying, by until Thursday? Next Thursday Next there's going to be a, a subsequent meeting with those people we saw on the YouTube last night. Unless, unless Vince McMahon goes, nah, we'll step in here, we'll call it off. Which which is, you know, it's not likely, is it? I <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be... See, last night we um we were sort of ready to pounce on like the news once that meeting had concluded. But I won't be at battle stations ready for Vince to cancel it. I think until Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, yeah, he's going to do it. They made the decision to to hold off because I think it was Jane Caster, the mayor of Tampa, who said, "Oh, you've done your research. Oh, oh you're a proper yeah. journalist. I like okay. a car bonnet, mate." Uh, but she said, "We don't want to make a decision on an event that's weeks down the road." Yet you've got the governor of Florida who's like, "Stop all." Social gatherings yeah. for 30 days. No one's coming into Florida. Let's put the 
Put the barriers up. Um, in other sort of news related to that, uh, SmackDown is has changed venues, so that's going to be in the Performance Center. No fans either. That's I'm fascinated. So yeah. excited. How are they going to not hear the wrestlers call the matches? That's my <laughs> main thing. Matthews, you talk too much segment on Botchamania is going to be like the whole video. Uh, I, I don't know, but I'm quite intrigued though. I can't wait. Do you think we be bowling I, in the stands? I'd love that. I, I presume it will be like trainees. It'll just be Matt Bloom and Norman Smiley going, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Boom! Come on, lads! Yeah. Do yeah. the wrestle. But I can't imagine it's going to be as packed out as like NXT was, for example, this week, or that halftime heat show where it was full of like friends and family of mm. all the wrestlers and stuff. It, it was essential stuff. That's who's going to be there. That'd essential be, stuff to me that, sounds that'd like... That'd be one hell of a way to find out that you're not essential <laughs> stuff. Imagine, oh, I'm really important around here. I, I, I put the ring skirt on. See nah, you later. you're not coming to work. See you later, shorty G, mate. No, I can't. Does it um, say something about the, about the state of SmackDown since it went to Fox, that the two times where it's been must-watch TV have been in times of absolute chaos? When NXT invaded. NXT yeah. invasion because they couldn't get out of Saudi Arabia, and now it's coming out of the performance center. I can't wait to I'm, watch. I'm really intrigued. I'm really intrigued for it. And also for um, AEW as well because those shows are also moving to the, I can't remember the name of it, the plaza in Jacksonville. Well, that's the weird thing because obviously the governor of Florida is going, shut everything down. But yet on Wednesday, um, AEW has moved from Rochester to Florida, to Jacksonville. Yeah. And then the week after, Blood and Guts has moved to Location undetermined. Probably that the performance center. <laughs> Did you been, imagine? That'd <laughs> be great. Sticking in the car park. Um, there's been people speculating that maybe Blood and Guts, because it'll, it's a special, might be moved to in, further in the future when the situation is more under control because they don't want to, I guess they might not want to have that match in front of a reduced crowd because it's a big, it's the Blood and Guts match. It's Cody's take on war games. But I don't know. That's just that's just speculation that I've seen online. But yeah. Oh, and also I should mention that it was nice what Tony Khan said. Mm. Um, yeah. saying that if uh, if any wrestlers feel uncomfortable about traveling or appearing on the shows then their push won't or their spot on the show won't suffer because of it and that's really nice you said yesterday it's it's a sad commentary on the wrestling business yeah. really that he has to <laughs> add that bit on the end your oh. career won't be in jeopardy and instead of, <laughs> get yourself healthy and instead of everyone saying yeah fair enough everyone's like oh well yeah. oh, it's lovely <laughs> Um, there was some wrestling to talk about last weekend as well because it was Elimination Chamber. Um, I've just written down... Do you want to go through it match by match? Or I've just written down some key happenings. We can relive it again, Yeah, we? we can go through it one by one. We oh, don't need to go through it one by one, do we? Because it was a very much a, an up and down night, wasn't it? Well, we'll, we'll, I suppose we'll touch on each of the matches, not the pre-show one. because The main was... event was boring. Oh, <laughs> it, it was wasn't weird. that. It, they did the best they could in the situation because obviously Shayna had to win the match the way they've built it. But whoever structured that match needs a slap in the face. <laughs> why would you have Shayna stood there for like five minutes twice? I don't know why they wasted so much time. Yeah, yeah ridiculous scenes. Um, I always wonder whether there was a... It, I don't know whether it feels like there was some sort of miscommunication because it should have surely been in that main event. All four women enter. And, and I guess you run the risk there of the crowd switching off because when, when Ruby Riot and Natalia started... The crowd just sat on their hands, like, we're yeah. just waiting for Shayna to get in. But whether you just kind of hold your colour and just go to all, to like Shayna, uh, Raya, Natalia, uh, Sarah Logan, and Liv. Liv. Liv Morgan are all in the ring at the same time. And then you have Shayna come in and go, burr, burr, yeah. burr, burr. come on, Asuka, let's be having you. Yeah. That, it, it seemed, it flowed better. It seemed like they were trying to do a similar thing to the whole Brock Lesnar Rumble thing, except with her winning in the end. <laughs> yeah. And it, the structure of that match doesn't really lend itself that well to it. But it was a weird one. 
Um, but we'll start with the first match on the main show, I suppose, which I really like. Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak tearing the house down. Solid. Dean Bryan willing to kill himself to make Drew Gulak. He did it three or four times, land on the back of his head. That weird little pile driver thing. Never seen that before. The world of sports spot yeah. into the little mini. Whoa. Yeah, it was good, that. Hairs on your eyes, that would. Hairs on your eyes. Ah, <laughs> and live through <laughs> that. We saw hairs in other places as well as that match went on as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I wasn't going to mention it, but... I did. <laughs> Fair enough. It's, I didn't, it's our man's private. I didn't notice it. At the t- I didn't notice it. I just saw everyone on Daniel Bryan be deeply offended. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in that way. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the match. And I thought even though he lost, it, it did wonders for Drew as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to team up, surely. Brian, Brian was like, oh, I've just realised you're quite good. Yeah. <laughs> that was his expression <laughs> after the match. Um, next up was the US title match, Andrade and Umberto Carrillo. And at this point, I was thinking, this show, is it's going really well because there was two really good matches of very different styles. This one was obviously more lucha libre. Um, do we agree with Andrade retaining the belt? Yeah, on the reactions, I was like, oh, he's just been out-wrestled again by a heel, which isn't the way wrestling's done, really, is it? Like, yeah. Babyface is just getting purely out-wrestled by a heel. But you watch it back and he grabs the tights, which I completely missed on the live reactions. Yeah, but, but that's how Angel Garza seems to always lose. It's like a series of roll-ups that eventually he gives out to. Mm. It's like his weird kryptonite. Yeah. Um, I thought that... Well, I thought that Andrade would win, but I thought that it was going to build tension between Andrade and Angel Garza. This mm. is a bit of a... I don't know if it's wild speculation or if everyone's been saying it, but I really want to see Andrade... I want to see Andrade be kind of usurped by Angel Garza. And he's got to kind of... Yeah. Then Andrade is the baby face, and he's got to win back all of the... Well, the belt, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know what else. I said Angel Garza to, was allergic to roll-ups. I meant Umberto Carrillo. Oh, did you say... I thought I'd get that in there, because Fair. by now there's 37 comments. That <laughs> Actually, if you're paying attention... Well, just re- we haven't addressed where Matthew is. Oh, where's Matthew? <laughs> well, we didn't bring him in, did we? What do you mean? He was in Germany. Yes, that's right. I didn't oh, know. We were not meant to mention I that. don't know if we're mentioning it or not. Are we not? I don't know. Seems a bit weird not to. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> He's the host of the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matthew's Matthew, back next Matthew's, week. <laughs> Matthew's, Matthew's fine, but... Yeah, it was just a precautionary measure. We were was... following the the advice, so... Yeah, Matthew's back next week. Yes, yeah. the um, official line. But he's but he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's just fine. it was just precautionary right. stuff. It's weird, isn't it? What's going on in the middle? Yeah, right. I just thought it was a bit weird that we didn't mention. Sorry, it. yeah, that's my fault. I've got so much to think about when I'm doing this. I don't know. <laughs> blink, it's blink twice if he's not all right. Uh, no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's just made me like respect Matthew a lot more because I always think, oh, the the presenting the podcast easy, and then last week I was forgetting to plug the Patreon. <laughs> anyway, um, but I did manage to do his. Oh, you're doing, pal. How are you doing, pal? Um, Hello, next... Mrs. Greg, by the way. Oh, yeah, she, she watches. watches. Hi, Did... Elaine. Do you think she watches? Oh, we're on first name terms with her, are we? Of course are, he is. Um... <laughs> He's one of them who all the mams love. He is, <laughs> he is Tom coming <laughs> round. He'll make him an apple pie. <laughs> Set my own. Um, do, you... <laughs> do you think that she watches the ones that he's not on? Avid fan of the podcast, okay. I've been yeah. told by Matthew several Six times. Minutes. Fair enough. She moans when it doesn't go up on time, apparently. That's how dedicated oh, she's one of them. she is. <laughs> oh, um, next up was the Tag Team Elimination Chamber match, which I actually quite enjoyed. I thought that was good. The Lucha House Party made the match fantastic. <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, they just kept falling over, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> well... They- Lindsay stole the show, and I'm biased, but Lindsay did steal the show at first with that big... He's very lucky yeah. how he didn't break his legs or his ankles when he got his legs caught in the chains and he just flopped oh, down. Oh, yeah. If he was like 10 pounds heavier, his 
tibia and fibia would have snapped. That they, were, they were a bit like people that spent seven hours in spoons and decide to go dancing, <laughs> in the sense that they've got all the commitment and the passion, but not a whole lot of the, of the, of the actual balance and the decorum to nail it. One thing that I really didn't get was when, you know, when Otis and Tucker go, Lindsay, when he's on top of the pod. Is that to tell him start climbing now? That was exactly what it was, but I don't think Lindsay heard him for the first time. Uh, it was literally Partridge and Dan, wasn't it? They for really... A good tense. <laughs> oh, Lindsay, <laughs> start climbing, son. They didn't even really try and disguise it. There was a lot of that in these two Elimination Chamber matches because the pods had mic were individually mic'd. Yeah. Liv Mo- I thought, because I thought that was somebody had got a clip from the porn and put it in there. Because the way she was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I I watched that back. I think she did actually. And she does. She 100% does. She does. She liked seeing Ruby Riot getting bitch slapped around by Natalia. Fits Liv Morgan's character, doesn't it? As much of a a character as she's got. (laughs) Bit weird. Bit unhinged. (laughs) Fancied Lana once for some reason. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. Um, uh, also, no, we'll get to that when we talk about the main event. But um, in this match as well, the fantastic bit was when Heavy Machinery got involved and then they were chasing, or oh, it was just like chasing Ziggler around. I wasn't a fan of Otis's part in that. He, did, he, was, he, let, he let Ziggler off the hook, so he did. Did he? When you notice, he comes out the pod and he finally gets his hands on Ziggler. Sorry, Tucker throws him down. It's and he catches him. Catch, really yeah. impressive, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. And he does the old thing on the top rope. He just lets him sit there while Tucker has to do his dive off the top rope. Wait. I was screaming, me going, yeah. "Why don't you kill the man? Do you think... He's taking your m- Mandy." Yeah, they should have had a bit of a segment of him battering him around, and then Tucker can do his big. Yeah, Tucker's amazing. He is good, isn't he? Don't trust him still. I know, I know, you've had your words. You on should Twitter. trust him though. The performance on—I don't know if he's all SmackDown last week, but he he wrestled for a solid ninety minutes on there. He's, then Elimination Chamber. He's class. Oh, yeah, he's I'm good, a Tucker he? fan. All I night. Want, Tucker I want night. Tucker and I tweeted. I want Tucker and Lindsay to ditch their partners and team up. I know it's blasphemy for Otis fans <laughs> out there, just because Lindsay's partner left it and like let him down because Lindsay did that huge shooting star press off the top, and then Grandma Delic just immediately got pinned, <laughs> and, and then Otis just left Tucker on his own, crashing through the. He let he let his head went. He needed he needed Gary Lineker to be there saying have a word with him. <laughs> um, that was a great. I I really enjoyed. I don't care they left the door open. I liked the way that he fell out the, yeah. the chamber. It was good. It's just a fun how in elimination chamber law, it's like hot lava the floor in it. Jericho <laughs> Jericho couldn't get back in and neither could Otis. Otis's fall though was big. Yeah, that was good. Um, and it all boiled down to what was it? The Usos, the New Day, Miz and Morrison. Hey hey. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, ho, oh, ho. ho, Miz and Morrison. Catch you, innit? <laughs> well, work on that. Yeah. <laughs> work on that. Um, well, here it's not on SmackDown with all 12 people chanting it. If the New Day and the Usos could have just put their rivalry aside, <laughs> one of them would be tag team champions by mm. now. But what no. do we feel about the way Kofi got eliminated? I thought it was bitterly disappointing. When he dived off the... Oh, just fell off. No water in the pool. Yeah. Jim likes to say. Maybe it was a well. It was meant to be. A, there was a couple of callbacks to the last year's one. Like he jumped on top of the pod at one point. But yeah, it was. A but bit I think when you this time last year, Kofi was like defying the odds, defeating a thousand people yeah. in an hour to like, oh, I fell off the top rope. I've just been pinned. I know. Ah oh, well. well. That's just another step in Cody's. Uh, Cody's Kofi's. Oh, oh. Hell. um, in his decline. Did you see Matthew's tweet? 
Um, Which one? The I Will Go Sailing No More, the Buzz Lightyear <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Check that out on Matthew's Twitter if you haven't seen it and want to get your heart broken. <laughs> I think Woods replied to it saying, like, I, I can't take this anymore. Oh. The Miz was meant to catch him on that one, surely. It's the one at Super Showdown where he does the twist fall over the top rope oh. and lands on his back. Miz was meant to catch him there and Miz just jumped out the way. Well, surely. I don't want to assume things. Oh, I'm assuming hard. <laughs> you wouldn't just book your, well, have it booked so you do that, surely. Even if you're Kofi Kingston and a bionic man. That's I remember horrible. Trent Beretta did it at a Wrestle Kingdom in the past few years. He did a like a swanton almost over the top rope and just landed on the ramp. Oh, it was grim. Darby Allen did that coffin drop onto the ring apron. Yeah, Darby and similar does things. Like, I'd expect it from him. Though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I can't remember the next match on the show. It was, um, it was either the handicap or bloody AJ versus Allison. Yeah. No DQ. <sighs> well, well, this annoyed me. I mean, the, they wrestled well. What's this? This was the match. It was the that... clincher. Oh, right, for the congratulations, by the Get way. Get yeah. your mitts off. Um, <laughs> I, feel like the, I feel like the match, I mean, it was a good, the wrestling was good because they're good wrestlers. But why? I don't want to sound like Brian Alvarez here, but why did Carlos and Anderson sell? Oh, yeah. Why, in the words of our own uh, writer, Justin Henry, why did they not charge him with flaming two by fours? <laughs> it's no DQ. It's true. Yeah. We didn't, have, didn't even have a bit where AJ was like, lads. I want you to stay at ringside. <laughs> I've got the gym, dude. <laughs> like, we didn't even have that. We yeah. just stood there, like... And then they were doing stuff behind the referee's back. It's going to be cute. <laughs> um, and then, of course, they got involved eventually when AJ looked like he was going to lose. Lights went down, came back up. I'd love it if just once the gong wasn't The Undertaker, just to <laughs> shock everyone. But it was, and he's just punked out AJ again. And... and he kind of rescued it. I think it was you saying that, maybe, or maybe it was one of you, about the promo on Raw kind of got this feud back on track because it was a, we'll get to that in a bit. I feel like you would have said that. Yeah, well, it's just, it's, it just turns up, doesn't he? Well, Silly chokeslam. But AJ's... Went wrong a bit again. We've just been <laughs> shown... AJ can't do chokeslams. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Are you... Wow. Moves are easy. Maybe. It's all about <laughs> little things. Moves are easy, Maybe. Maybe. Well, I just can't see that AJ's on Undertaker's level at the minute in, in kayfabe. Uh, mm. It's just, it, it, the, it, in Saudi Arabia, AJ hadn't really wrestled. He danced a lot, and then... He counted with Mike Kyoto, which will take it out of you. Yeah, well, Mike Kyoto's a vigorous counter, as we well know. <laughs> One! Oh, <I> love <laughs> two! I love a good amazing. animated ref, though. Um, yes, uh, yeah, I really do. Uh, I've noticed that Bryce Remsburg in uh, AEW is really good at... Uh, he almost sells the move with the wrestler. He's, He's like, so someone will, like land on their back and he'll be like, oh, <laughs> it's really good. Um, so that, yeah, that match was another loss for AJ, but maybe he's got it back on track. I'm happy that Alistair didn't lose for a second time in the space of six days. True. Yeah. True. Um, what I've lost track of what was after this one. So it was the handicap, handicap match. match next. It was... In the Continental Championship. Right. So in my mind... The match wasn't anything special. I didn't really enjoy it, but it was it was means to an end. Yeah. And that end is Sami Zayn finally being IC champion, as One, he should have been four years ago. <laughs> 1,770 days after he debuted was it? in that match against John Cena, he bloody finally hell. won a bloody main roster title. Wow. That's a long time, that, isn't it? That is a long time. Any any title. Any? Even a tag one. No, it had an out. Wow. His, his career has literally been the NXT championship, and then Kevin a Owens. thousand years later, the IC title. Yeah. Hopefully, progression. But I tell you what, I've retweeted one hell of a, a thread that somebody put together. The, the, the WWE didn't intend to do this. Oh, is it myth gifts? The arc, or yeah, myth. with a purple Twitter profile. Yeah, picture. they do. Uh, they do. The, they're really big fans of Owens and Zay. Yeah, I'm saying they because I don't know if it's a man or woman, and um, not just like there's multiple people. But um, 
Yeah, they right. go really in depth. Yeah, it's fantastic. Go and have a look at that. They should be a writer for WWE. They should. <laughs> yeah. Come to cut the heart. <laughs> um, what else was... I've lost track. Was then that it? the main event. Then it was the main event. Main oh, event right. Event. Oh, well, we've talked a little bit about that, but some things I think we should... Make. First of all, I enjoyed the comparisons on Twitter to Natalia being like an angry mother. Like, you like that? That's going to be you. Because <laughs> you can tell that Natalia is a really nice person. And when she tries to be angry... It's not quite convincing. You don't enough, buy it, do you? Not really. It's no. a, I feel really bad for her because continuously they have her booked in scenarios where you just you, you just care less and less and less and less and less and less. They have her as the third person in a feud where you really want to see these two other wrestlers wrestle each other. Yeah, yeah. There was that bit on Roll recently where she broke up Shayna and Asuka, which I know obviously there were, t- there were teas in this chamber altercation, but still have someone else than Natalia do it. We don't like her enough as it is. Oh. The cave fib, you know what I mean? Yeah. She seems a nice lady with nice oh, yeah. cats. Totally. Um I feel like I feel like that door keeps on opening, but it's not. It's just it's just crinkling a crinkly bit. Crunchy door. Go and kick it, Tom. It's like I'm kicking the door. It's slightly ajar. Kick the door until it becomes ajar. There we go. Oh, fantastic. Um Sorry, Matthew. This match <laughs> get back in the cupboard, man. <laughs> He's um, fine. It was the <laughs> It was the um, the structure of this match that a lot of people that divided a lot of well not not divided a lot of opinion that annoyed a lot of people. Um, but then again, it was the correct booking decision. It was just it didn't make for an entertaining match in a weird way. No, I was disappointed to see Asuka not get much in, but she was injured though, wasn't she? They played the wrist, that up well. Yeah. So they've yeah. kept the door open for. I presume Shane Asuka will be the, one of the first foils for Shayna. Yeah. When Shayna inevitably becomes the Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, fair enough. That's a bit, a little bit more in doubt for me after Raw. We'll Ooh. get on to that later, though. We'll get on to that later. I feel like this every week. Yeah. I switch who I think is going to win at WrestleMania. But we might have longer to... Mm. Well, we'll talk a bit more about that at the end of the podcast. But um, I thought it was a shame that Riot Squad didn't really get much. We had Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot have a bit, but then Liv Morgan didn't get some. Feels like they've really cut the middle out of that story. Yeah. Because like, there's the shocking turn at the start when Ruby came back. And then there's not really an explanation... And then now they all hate each other. Sarah hates them as well. So I think Sarah was sort of like the, the 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 stuck in the middle at the beginning, but then she's just sort of just joined in as well. There's a bloody lack of effort with that storyline, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And you can tell that they all all three of them really wanted to work yeah. as well. They've got matching tattoos think, for Christ's sake. I think it was <laughs> I think Alvarez was saying it to Big Vinny V or one of them on the when he, on the review of the show when he said like have you ever had an argument where two of your friends have been arguing and you're the one in the middle and you don't pick a side and you don't step out of it? You just think, I hate both of them. And then he goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, that's normally most. If I two of my mates are arguing, I tend just to go to the bar and let them crack on. But Sarah don't Logan, have the energy. Sarah didn't go to the bar. She need them in the face. Yeah, yeah. it's the equivalent of going to the bar. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that was Elimination Chamber. Um, and just a couple of other news pieces before we move on. Uh, Davy Boy Smith is finally going into the Hall of Fame. Whether he wants to or not. Whether he wants to or not. (laughs) It's one of those ones that seems quite long overdue, I think. Massively so. Yeah, it is, yeah. I'm really excited to see him go in. Yeah. Uh, This is... uh, And I can't help but feel... And and it's fine if this is the case. Like, WWE suddenly have this shiny new deal with a brand new service provider in the United Kingdom at their second... One of their their biggest... One of their biggest audiences outside of America. This is the year that... Drew McIntyre is in the main event. No. The British Bulldog is in the Hall of Fame. Can't help but feel. But again, I'm not complaining Les about Dennis it. in the celebrity <laughs> wing. <laughs> now, first of Lady all... Lady Nee, bring that on. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone at BT Sport for that interview with Seamus. <laughs> Definitely. But also, yeah, 
Yeah. And again, I've not got an issue with it. I think it's 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 a, it's perfectly done. Right. Why wouldn't you if you've got uh, a new platform in one of your biggest audiences? Why wouldn't you go hell for leather on that? I'm fine with it. I'm happy for Bulldog going in. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm for me and Matthew to induct him. And also, <laughs> in slightly more sad news, I guess, Razor from the Authors of Pain is out for, oh, probably quite a while. I think he tore his bicep, was it, on Raw? It was a bicep, yeah. Uh, in that big main event. Um, and so I read somewhere that often that can be like you're out for sort of six to eight months or something like that. Just comparable to Batista and the Ruthless Aggression era, wasn't it? Oh, no, it's not. All oh, right, I don't know. He's just, just, taking he's a just, oh, right. was, just Mark Chindrak's about to join the yeah. audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go, lads. Now. I got my suit. Um, oh, no. Rollins goes to give someone a pedigree. He just gets flashbacks. So, no. Um, just you... picturing Jindrak and ACAM in the back of a car, one of those machines that makes noises of animals. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I'm now. a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But why did Triple H, it seems like he, he found them both incredibly annoying, but he realized that Randy was good. So he was like, oh, I'll put it with him. Yeah. But not Jindrak. Not Jindrak. Mm. Which I thought was a bit harsh yeah. on Jindrak. Yeah, he doesn't have that. He didn't have that it thing, you know, that it thing. Mm. But he was, he can jump really high. One as of we the saw. first matches I ever remember watching was from a, uh, I think it was a, on WCW Worldwide, I think it was from a Nitro, and it was Jindrak and O'Hare. They were against, fantastic together. Against the Misfit in action. Misfit! That was great. <laughs> It was um, obviously General Hugh G. Rection and Lash LaRue, what was he? Corporal Cajun. Corporal Cajun. Great time. Do you know the story behind um, Major Stash from the Misfits in Action? Private Stash. Yeah, he was going to be called um, Who was Private, Private Stash. Stash again? No, he was going to be he was going to be called Private Stash, but because pri he got upset because Private is oh, a lower rank yeah. to the others. Uh, he he went, I don't want to be a lower rank. Yeah, but Private Stash makes joke. more sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to be a Major. All right, fine. <laughs> it was Private Stash again. Who was it? He was Oh, was it Lash LaRue? No, that's no, Corporal Cajun. Corporal Cajun. Um, was it Van Hammer? Yes, it was Van, Van Hammer. Hammer. It was, oh, it was Van, Van Hammer. Van Hammer, the big guy with the blonde hair. That's the, that's the Muscle one. Muscle man. That's the one. That's what, yeah. what better way there to, to end the news? <laughs> Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. I can't do it, Matt. How does he introduce that one? No, it's time. Everyone's favourite segment. No, it's time for everyone. All of fame. Favourite segment. <laughs> See you soon, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love you. The Hall of Fame, of course. Now, last week's results were distressing, to say the least, for me. Um, Vanessa Paradis, Joe LaTaxi, what a tune. 2% of you thought that was worthwhile. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Windmills, Pachitis one, which I thought was going to win because it so was So did Pachitti. I. Yeah. 41%, but Ross, you've done it. You've won. <laughs> With Jake the Snake Roberts, a relevant one, a relevant one in the podcast, a wrestling related oh, one. Yeah, that's what I do now. I, I know apart you do. From, apart from Biscoff, I've learned my lesson. It's cheap. I know. Anyway. I'm going wrestling again. So Jake the Snake Roberts is in the Hall of Fame, and because you won last week, Ross, who are you going to put in this week? I'm going to go for Gail Kim and Lita. Okay. Because they were so accommodating for this straight to hell. We did it the way they did it. In the midst, they've been doing on this big tour to promote this KFA project they're doing, and they managed to squeeze in a good half hour in the back of a moving taxi. Yes, it dipped out a couple of times, but I really appreciate how they're accommodating they were because some other people might have just gone, nah, I'm a bit too busy. I'm in the back of a car. I want to sit back and close my eyes or maybe even read a book. But they were like, nah, we'll do it. We'll just hold our phone there for half an hour. That's really nice. It. So it is nice, eh? And they were they were a hoot as well. That's really a good. A hoot. So you've gone for leader and girl. <laughs> which, 
At first, I was thinking, like, have they tagged together before? There must be a random episode of Heat from, like, 2003 where they must have. Um, yeah, surely. Something like that. Well, it's good to hear that they were really a They were nice, yeah. Where were they? Uh, the west, the west, west coast of America. The west, west coast? The west, west coast. Oh. So we were, me and Richard were in here very late last night. It was, like, late afternoon their time. So I, they were just very nice ladies. Fair enough, yeah. Um, I feel like, I mean, obviously, Lita was, like, one of the biggest women's wrestling stars ever. Mm. Uh, but Gail Kim, because she spent a, a peak years really in TNA, mm. I feel like she gets a bit underappreciated. She made times. the big, she said that. She was like, she didn't really find herself until TNA. She had some so great what, matches with yeah. Awesome Kong, for example, of the Nightmare Collective. Oh. Is she? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Luther's still knocking about. He got a contract. That's new. That's the biggest bit of news oh, we missed off this week. Luther has signed a proper official AEW contract. Thank goodness. <laughs> Do some good news this week in the wrestling. Uh, right, so you are nominating Lita and Gail Kim. Two for one. Fair enough. Tom? I was going to put in uh, the the reception worker at BBC Newcastle, uh, <laughs> only because I was on last week. And this were, is like one of my picks. This is good. I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, they were they were eternally friendly to me every time <laughs> I came in. It was always morning, Tom. I liked Aww. it. So thanks for having me, BBC Newcastle. That was fun. Um, and thanks but, for playing Joe the Taxi. That was it. Yeah, that yeah, tied yeah, in so nicely. So I went in on the on the one morning, and one of the first songs I had in there. It was about the day after we talked about it. Mm. One of the first songs. Out of the block was Vanessa Paradis, Johnny Taxi. I thought, Big shout out to Jack, really? Cultaholic. I did not realise that. I know that you hadn't just picked it out of the blue. I knew it would be part of, I just thought it was part of a selection you could choose from. Well, we do, we do a, a fe- there's a feature on BBC Newcastle between 12 and 4 called Time of Our Lives. Yes. Where it's all songs from one year. And it yes. just so happened to be oh. that year was the year that Vanessa Paradis, Johnny Taxi came out. It's so it just seemed obvious that we. In the stars. Yeah. So I appreciated having a little bit of a moonlight as, uh, as, as that. But I was going to. I was either going to put the security guard from BBC Newcastle in yeah. or the combination of H.T. Drake and Little Miss Roxy. I um, went for them once. I tried to put them in. Did you? Because you're wrestling them. Yeah. And I feel like... And I want them to win because they're the good guys. <laughs> I have I have my one only wrestling match uh, tonight oh. uh, <laughs> in the northeast in Long Benton for MEW. And I feel like if I put... AC Drake and Roxy into the Hall of Fame, they might be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm okay. going to do that. You're going to go for them? Uh, yeah, all jokes aside, AC Drake and Little Miss Roxy, like two fantastic professional wrestlers from the north of England. Of course. Um, Massive. I fans. feel like at the time a lot of people are watching this, they could be battering you as, yeah. as you are watching this now, at the time this goes out. Can you hear him? Jobby's <laughs> um, <gasps> wearing dark pants. Maybe your tag partner slash client, Mickey the Dragon, can save you. Why haven't I put Mickey the Dragon in the Hall of Fame? Well, it's too late. Now. Oh, no! Oh. Mickey the Dragon. Right, sorry, Drake, Roxy, oh. Sodger, Sodger, 11th hour decision. Mickey the Dragon, the greatest British wrestler of all time, going into the Hall of Fame You're going to get week. your flipping head kicked. Mickey in. the Dragon. Dragon, my client, the yeah. Brock Lesnar to my Paul Heyman. Mickey the Dragon's going into the Hall of Fame. If you are in the Newcastle area tonight and it's got <laughs> nothing to do and you've just seen this now. And you're feeling well enough. Just get a taxi <laughs> to the Industry Social Club in Long Benton and you'll see Tom. Get yourself a Jola taxi. Get yourself a Jola taxi. We're having a great time. <laughs> um, I'm going to um, nominate. Right. So I thought about this. Um, and before, I know that we've nominated like, Tubman before because he helps set up the podcast and he does a lot of hard work here. So I'm going to go for another member of our editing team slash my flatmate, Owen. At Vintage Owen on Twitter because, right, first of all, if you've seen that massive Intercontinental Champions list on the channel, he edited that one. That was all Adam. 
What? <laughs> just a guy was speaking to Owen the other week. Like one of the top comments was like, Adam does so much for the fact here. <laughs> he must have worked so hard on this list. And I was like, Owen, oh, did you see that comment? He's this like, one, yeah, I did. This, that was Owen, right? <laughs> that was Owen who edited that. And it was written by, I believe, Jack Atkins, um, who is a writer who does a bit of freelancing for us sometimes. And they both did a tremendous job on that. And Bacci did a great job on the voiceover yeah. as well. He did. <laughs> so he just read funny. other people's words around other people's editing. No, I, I'll never... There's I'll a knack to present which I, a list which I can't do, but... Uh... The voiceover thing, Bacci is very good at it. But I remember once I wrote one of the big ranking ones and the top comment was something like, Adam's so good with these little jokes. And I was like, they're my little jokes. <laughs> but um, no... It's it's always nice when a video where several people have worked on it always comes together. But I do feel like Owen deserves a big shout out for that because it was like an hour long, maybe longer, mm. um, and he edited all of it. Um, and also, I feel bad for him because he's a he's a diehard Liverpool fan. And this week, obviously, they crashed. Oh, what a shame! Out of the Champions League. What a shame as I drink out my Newcastle mug. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched it with him in the flat. I just got back from the interview with Seamus. Got off out of the train station and that. Heard in my Uber on the way back from the train station, you'll never walk alone, booming out of the radio. I thought, I'm going to make it the kickoff here. Got in in time. He's like, come on, you're going to miss the match. I'm really doing him a disservice here. Watched it. It was a thrilling match for the neutral, but Liverpool crashed out to the delight of many neutrals around the country. But I feel bad for Owen because he's a lovely lad and his team hasn't seen much success recently. <laughs> no, um, no, he's just, he handled it really well. He was disappointed, obviously, but they're going to win the Premier League anyway. So yeah. Wait, they might not. Well, it depends on what happens, yeah. Mm. That it's Mikel got... Arteta. I know. Callum Hudson Adore. Yeah. Maybe more by the time this podcast's out. I know. Everything's in turmoil. Um, but yeah, I'm going for various reasons for, and for being a sound flatmate as well with never any dramas. Bills are always, we, we work together really well. He's not one of those tossers who leaves his dishes in the sink, is Not he? at all. Oh. Not at all. He's the very opposite. He's a very, very good flatmate. That was the one part of uni I did not like. No. no. I can imagine you kicked oh, right Oh, I off. don't like mess, Tom. Oh. Do not like mess. Well, Owen is, I mean, the, com <laughs> the communal areas are always pretty sound in our flat. Um, but I imagine, I don't know if I've seen his, the inside of his room recently, but I imagine his is like absolutely spotless. He seems like a very neat and tidy person. He does always come in with his hair. On, on point. It's always in the same formation. 442. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm going for <laughs> Owen at Vintage Owen on Twitter. Cheers, mate. Hope you can hear this in the other room, me nominating you, so that you're nice to me when I come out. Oh, you did um, you hear that? What? You just yeah, screamed. heard that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, so, in summary, Tom, you've nominated Mickey the Dragon. Ross? Gail and Amy, my pals. <laughs> Gail and Amy. <laughs> no, Gail, Kim, and Lita, the wrestlers. Yeah, and I've nominated <laughs> Owen. My flatmate slash <laughs> hardworking editor at Cultaholic slash diehard Liverpool fan. Uh, oh, and to vote for those, nearly forgot again this week. Doing so great. To vote for those, I'm blown up. You can vote <laughs> at uh, patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! Yes, it is time for this week in the bloody wrestling, as Jen said there on the jingle. And we'll start with, we always say this, Tom. We always like start with Smackdown. But especially when it's been a pay-per-view and loads of stuff's happened, we're like, it's time for SmackDown, which feels like an eternity ago yeah, by this point. Really especially does. this week. Um, so anyone got any general thoughts on SmackDown before I dive into what happened? Tuckey. Tuckey. Wrestled for 90 whole minutes. He did. Good for him. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> really good. Well yeah, it was. It was good. Yeah. I was just impressed by the cardio of heavy machinery. Yeah. yeah. Like, genuinely blew, blew my mind watching them big lads go for so long. Got a few highlights of what happened on the show. So first of all, moment of bliss with special guests, the NWO. Of course. Who are set to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, 
And then I've put X Pac laughs at Nikki saying the word six in her Scottish accent. That was cruel it's, of WWE. It's classic cultaholic banter, I've said. <laughs> I said I made a WTF moment. They watch us. Of course they do. <laughs> Triple H is a massive fan of Wrestlers of the Week. But uh, they no, had... AEW are fans of Wrestlers of the Week. Who are? AEW. How do you know that? Every week, they've started to do a Wrestler of the Week, and it's always one of their wrestlers. Well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to be like, it's, it's Seth Rollins. <laughs> but, um, Who hosts it? It's just an Instagram post and oh. says, your Wrestler of the Week is blah, blah, blah. I thought it'd be Tony and... Giovanni going, it's time to get down <laughs> on Friday for <laughs> AEW's Wrestler of the Week. But... Um, my Instagram just, I get tagged every week now with people going, you stole uh, Jack's idea. And I'm like, no, don't. I want to keep relations good with AEW. Hey, Jack, how dare AEW steal the concept of having a best wrestler of the week? SmackDown once did a top 10. Oh, a top 10 wrestler. We invented the, the top 10 no, list. we did. Um, Didn't really. Furious. But they did, they did steal laughing at a Scottish accent saying the word six, though. Yeah, Jen would tell you all about that. Yeah. Because, you, you know, Tom, it sounds like she's saying sex. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it does. Oh. Why would she say that? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they are interrupted by Sami Zayn, pre-IC title win, of course, because this was on Friday. Nakamura and Cesaro, they arrive, they all exchange words, and Sami says he could drop the NWO. Of course Love he could. That. Yeah, of course. I was a big, fan, I'm a big fan of Kevin Nash's singer. Yeah. I know in this year of the older lads putting down the younger lads, it's not very... You know, we don't look upon it with much fondness. Yeah. But when Kevin uh, Kevin Nash called uh, Sami Zayn a malnourished Seth Rogen or something like that, I laughed. Yeah, it was good. I like Kevin Nash. Me, I, I don't like Kevin Nash. Do you know, I feel like I feel like he's he was dealt a really strong hand in life. But yeah, seven foot, good looking, fantastic mane of hair, <laughs> and and he, he rubs it in other people's face. I think he's a bully, Ross. Do you? <laughs> I think he's a bully. No, I don't. He seems like he's mellowed quite a lot with age. I could, I, look, I, could, I could watch him talk for several hours, me, and be thoroughly entertained from start to finish, it, unless he's eating a salad. It was a lasagna. Or a pasta bowl yeah. or something like that. Um, uh, Tom, me and Ross went to WrestleCon in Dallas, right? And it ruined Kevin Nash for us forever because we saw him get out of his taxi, out of his Jola taxi, wearing, well, could you guess? What What would you think Kevin Nash would wear on his feet, on his feetums? Um, I reckon, because you're so outraged, I reckon he wore Crocs. He wore Crocs. Oh, what a guess. I think they were black ones, Amazing. though, on brand. But yeah, Oh, that's all right, then. NWO Crocs. I guess when you're that large, you need a bit of comfort. Ventilated feet for life. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> but you were really impressed by Razor. I just, the awe of the man, I was just behind him going up a lift and just hearing him speak with his voice. Like, that's his natural voice. Yeah. I imagine looking that like as big as that and having that voice. Oh, yo. Did he call you Mang? Uh, no, I was, just sort of, I was just sort of behind him, like, it's got hole. <laughs> that was a crazy wrestling on that. I think I used a urinal next to Brian Cage. I've never been so inadequate. No, it wasn't. It was Hernandez from the LAX. Oh, God. I thought he was going to just chuck me over the top. Um, yeah, Braun interrupts them and takes out Nakamura and Cesaro. He chases Sammy off, and then he too sweets the old fellas. How cool is that? Get these got hands. Boyhood nuts. dreams come true for Braun Strowman. Kevin Ash not insulting Braun Strowman, is he? No, he's not. No, no funny that. Not. I think your bully theory holds water. Oh, pick on Hey, I'm going to pick on the skinny so. Seth Rogen. Oh, here comes a big lad. Yeah, you can too sweet with us. To be fair, I don't know if the theory pick on someone your own size applies to Kevin Ash, because he is very big. There's not going to be many people his own size, I suppose. Roman. Um, Dolph Ziggler distracts Dana Brooke during a tag match, allowing Fire and Desire to pick up the win over Dana and Carmella. Later on, Otis meets with Mandy and apologizes for Valentine's Day, but she says it's too late. Apologize. It's all come back. It's all come back. It went in two directions, two different times in this show. We had Mandy pissed off with Otis for standing her up, and then later on, she was concerned. 
watching him wrestle. And then Ziggler's like, what, you doing, pal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Right, but I, I don't think they know what they're doing because it's going one no. way and then going the other way. Well, maybe that's just like, this game called love. It's like the bit in Hercules where Hercules and Meg have fallen out. It'll all be all right in the end. She, I think she she wants Otis, doesn't she? She wants. That'll be a fantastic payoff. She wants him. That'll be a fantastic payoff. But well, Ziggler's not letting her have him. Vince isn't going to let the storyline play out the way we all want it to. Why would she want to yeah. go with the big man? Yeah. She yeah. has to go with the yeah. sexy, yeah. voluptuous. What's it about Dolph Ziggler? I mean, he's an attractive man, yeah, but he's, na- he's, na- he's no Miroslav Barnashev, is he? Is that Rusev? That's Rusev. <laughs> <isn't he? laughs> uh, oh, I just feel like I just feel like Ziggler. Vince is not going to look at this story and see Otis as the good guy. No. He's not. And there'll be people around him going, maybe, you know, Otis should win this way. No! Why would she want to be with him? Yeah. Look at that. God! <laughs> <laughs> I think if the, whenever WrestleMania is, if there is a moment when Otis wins and she jumps into his arms, that's going to be brilliant. I know. Savage it's gonna, and Elizabeth. Yeah, and then they start doing all sorts of... Then we wait, have to bring it our wait, 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 no, Suddenly the music hits. Out comes Gary Strider! Wow! Rest in peace. Steel um, So Is Gary Strider dead? I think he is. Oh, right? no. I don't know, though. I don't know. I just said it just to cover our backs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gary, if you're there. <laughs> Let us know you're all right, Gary. Gary, if you're there. Um... <laughs> Moving very swiftly on. On the Firefly Funhouse, Bray says that Cena, well, Rambling Rabbit reminds Bray that Cena uh, beat him six years ago at Mania, sending him into a downward spiral. Bra- uh, Bray says that Cena created the Fiend and he's going to get his revenge. He's got severe short term memory losses, Bray. Why? Just doesn't care about the Universal title. Six, yes. Six years ago, though. Yeah. <laughs> Kofi as well. Yeah, doesn't Kofi. Lost the belt. All these stuff. Do you reckon when you lose the belt, you just get amnesia? It's like you never had it. Just block it out. So Repression, just... I think it's called in the old psychology. <laughs> yeah. A-level psychology coming back. The worst thing is, as well, that it makes it seem, in Kofi's case, like he thought, that's enough. I've won it once. There we go. That'll do me. Which kind of put a damner on his whole heroic rise. Mm. But in, in The Fiend's case, yeah, it just seems like he's totally just switched tragedy. Well, he has. He has I get it, though, because his character's all about revenge and getting getting his own back on people, doing a big DBP. Yeah. But uh, it's all about control and power and stuff like that, and surely that's what the Universal title brings. Yeah, yeah. I, I disagree with that theory that big monstrous characters like Kane back in the day and like The Fiend shouldn't have the gold. Because... Mm. They're trying to be a wrestler. Well, yeah, they spent... I don't know, I don't want to think about them, like, in a ring with other... Ah, they all start out with Dr. Tom in no, the ring. Don't. But I disagree that they shouldn't want a, a belt, because, like, why not? I, you I, can I, make it in your own face and sell them for well, $7,000. Exactly. In, in Lucha Underground, Mil Muertes was a kind of similar character. He won the belt, and I, I'm not saying that they do this on Raw or SmackDown, but the next season when he was champion... The arena got gradually more dark and disheveled. Oh, because his power was yeah, taking yeah. hold. Love you, stuff like that. Nice SmackDown did that. No, I love that. I didn't. I didn't. I just looked up and just heard the end of the noise you made. I thought you were scoffing. Like that's ridiculous. No, <laughs> are you kidding? I love that I kind of I, I honestly thought you were like. Lucha yeah, <laughs> Underground was mixed there. The, uh, shortly after that, was it the Monster Matanza who won yes, it? Yes, Jeff and, Cobb. Yes, I mean, not Jeff. And man, he look he just does a similar move to Jeff yeah. Cobb. But to go back to your point about like the Fiend should want the title again, I think the fact that the Fiend blatantly isn't figured into Roman versus Goldberg, it's probably best that he doesn't sort of acknowledge it too much and yeah. just crack on with whatever he's got to do. Because if he's there going, "Hey Goldberg, I want my belt," 
Like, yeah, no one's looking at you, mate. It's going to be bad. You've just got to focus on Cena and carry on. It does, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it's for the best. <laughs> yeah, yes. um, elsewhere on the show, yes, Heavy Machinery survived the gauntlet all the way from the beginning until Dolphin Rude sneak a win at the very end, and that let them end a last in the chamber, but they didn't win. But the, We should mention the glitch, because it's every time Ziggler's on screen now. I think it was it happened during the women's tag match as well, but there was one with Ziggler at the end there when he was with Mandy backstage and then Elimination Chamber. Yeah. It was Ziggler. Oh, they, they were literally stood this distance from the TV and they didn't notice it, either of them. Yeah. Him or Bobby. Um, <laughs> who is it? I've seen people suggest it might be Mustafa. Ali. Oh, Ali. I was thinking, who the hell's Mustafa? Colonel Mustafa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, what a return. <laughs> yeah, because the, 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 the ring of yeah. circles is the thing he has. Oh, it's the Colonel Holly logo. The old, the old one. <laughs> Which that's not why we rebranded. I should say that. <laughs> that is exactly why we rebranded. Um, so, do you think it is Ali? It's either him or Killer Cross. In it, but I think oh. I saw someone say there's something on NXT that's relating to Killer Cross now. But I didn't see NXT. Oh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Mustafa um, Ali is the obvious money, which is fine. What's I, his issue with Dolph? I think it's his issue with everybody, where it's just like I've been overlooked, so now I'm gonna Dolph mess Ziggler. with the television until I'm looked at. Ziggler, Ziggler segments are the reason those wonderful promos could not be included in SmackDown. Why? That's the kayfabe reason for Ali going after Ziggler. Oh, I see. You're taking me airtime, you prick, and no one cares. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Monday, bleh, Monday Night Raw now. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair both cut promos almost consecutively on their WrestleMania opponents. Becky's. Is good. Uh, well, actually, before I move on to the Charlotte one, what did you want to say about it? The, the fact that she thing? was just back to being old Becky Lynch. The Becky Lynch from summer of 2018 to about the start of this year. Nay bollocks, talking, sounding mean, not following up, but, you know, I guess we can't have everything at once. But it was a very much... Compare Becky to the, the week before to this week, and it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? Right. She's back to being the sort of nay bollocks. A pint of Brunel. That's their branding, isn't it? No bollocks. Nay... Which which annoys me a bit, the fact that she is, because I kind of like the whole Becky Lynch just being like, well, I'm the man, silly costumes, yeah. you're an idiot, and then just getting battered at Mania and like hoistened that, by her own hubris. Yeah, it in the grand scheme of things, that story would make sense, but just I'm a short-term man, I'm a wrestling fan. <laughs> I want stuff I'm here and now. I'm a fan yeah. of a wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> I want the here and now, so I do, and I'm here to play. Oh, Have you had a brown great rap in there, mate. <laughs> Have you had a brown ale since moving up to Newcastle? Oh, mate, I've been living on brown ale. Was, brown ale? I found one pub in Newcastle, which for about a year did brown ale on draft. Oh, rarely. Love no, a brown ale, but they since pulled it. Yeah. Which is a shame. Do you, you like it? Love brown you ale. like brown ale, Ross? I love brown ale, mate. Right. You're not a fan? We only drink Vauxies. We never drink brown. Tell you what, the Sutherland so. boys are in town. Oh. We are the Sutherland oh. so What's your thoughts on when you get the bottle of brown ale and you get the half pint glass? I've got no time for that, mate. Oh, I just drink out the out bottle. Out the bottle, yeah. Drink no out the bottle. That, what are you doing? Yeah. If it's not on draft. Tell you what, though. Out of the bottle. Out of draft as well. Copperberg. You ever had it? Well, I'm not at oh draft, my no. good lord. Woo! Intriguing. A future Hall of Fame pick there once the summer comes around and I can titivate my taste buds once again. Oh, I feel it boring because nice. I'm not a I'm not really um not really an ale man. And if it's if I'm if I'm drinking lago, you don't really do much. Copperberg's not an ale, it's a cider. No, no, I'm just thinking when you're like talking about brown ale. Yeah, I don't oh, yeah, like ale, but I oh, like yeah, brown ale. Of course you're talking about Copperberg. I love a real I, ale. Do I do, like, yeah. I'm a, it big, must come I'm with a purveyor age. of real ale. Copperberg's too yeah. fruity for me. I like a bit of a sweet cider, but not a fruity. I like a woodpecker might, there and stuff is like some, that. There are some ales you might like. Some sort oh, of golden don't pale be one of these. Oh, no, no. You might do. Jay Ked I like. That is it, though. Jay Ked and brown ale. I can't do much 
thicker and darker than them two. I had one called uh, Golden Sun in a <laughs> in a pub garden in Shifnal in Shropshire. Oh, oh, that's a few months ago. The I, sat, I sat with my mate so Matthew. It's not a Lord of the Rings, this. <laughs> sat with my mate Matthew and Dickie Dodd. And <laughs> where's this going? In Shiftel. And I had, we sat there, it was lovely summer's day, a lovely pint. Oh, I'll have another one of them, another one of them, another one of them, another one of them. Woke up in my hotel room uh, the following morning with cuts all up my arm, what? all over my head. I'd gone home and fallen in a hedge. Oh. And I, by the looks of it, I'd lay in the hedge for a little while before deciding to get back up again. You are. I did that at Freshers, <laughs> Freshers Week. There was like a nice hedge. It was Tim Westwood that night. And Tim Westwood, by the way, pushed you in. Was Messed up when he arrived. I think drunk, maybe. Who knows what might be going on there. But he tripped over a wire and knocked out the power for one corner of Sutherland. <laughs> so everyone was just told, get outside. And I just went and laid in the bush for about half an hour. <coughs> Frosty oh. Jacks is wonderful. It was wonderful. Oh, Frosty Jacks. We used to get three-litre three, three bottles of that stuff and polish it off before going out by mixing it with some oh. uh, black currant juice. Make a nice little snake bite. But then I found out it was made by onions. Yeah. Frosty Jacks. Are you trying to stay warm in Stuart Park? I drink Frosty Jacks. <laughs> it was Jeez. It was student days. Uh, three pounds for three litres. You couldn't go wrong. Outrageous. Um, Charlotte also cut a promo, which Who ended cares? with... with just, uh, <laughs> she, 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 she drank Frosty Jacks before she started. <laughs> <clears throat> that ends with Rhea coming out and dropping her with a right hand. But it would wow, continue... Wow, it looked bad. It would continue on NXT, though. That punch, though. It wasn't I, I normally Lynch. don't really call out the botches in wrestling. Okay. But, or like miss, missteps or whatever. But that looked particularly bad, I thought. Right. Both in the sort of yeah, nature of the punch and Charlotte going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> falling down in, in stages like You've struck me! Yeah. <laughs> um, AJ Styles calls out The Undertaker. Says that, I, to be fair, I agree with you since watching this. This was a fantastic promo. Says that 10, 15 years ago, he might have been scared, but now Taker's just a broken down old man named Mark Calloway. Boom, that's his oh. real name. He also says, if he says, I'm sure he says, like, and if nobody, if you didn't know this, but everyone knows, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taker is married to Michelle McCool, uh, and she's the one forcing Taker to keep coming back and and says, I read that on my notes there, I was like, did he say that? He did. He said he'll make sure he dies in the ring. Yeah. He'll kill him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's funny how, you know, Michelle McCool lambasts WWE.com WWE staff on Twitter for leaving her out of this gallery for Women's International Women's Day. Yeah. And then the next Raw, after that happened, she's brought into the storyline as a horrible <laughs> arsehole gold digger who forces her poor husband, who can barely walk, to do wrestling so she can buy nice weird. things with his money. Weird, it's weird it? how that yeah. happens, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it, Tom? It's very funny peculiar. how the world works. It's almost as if they planned it. I also uh, saw some suggestions that um, AJ was just annoyed at Michelle McCool because she stole the Styles Clash back in the Took day. Took it to new heights. Did she? <laughs> what did she call it? It was, had some sort of biblical name, didn't it? Back in Angel's the day? Wings. Angel's Wings. Is that what it was? Or was that Daniels' move? I can't remember. Called the McCool Slam. Yes, it was. <laughs> we loved it to this day. Um, MVP cuts a promo. I'm really enjoying MVP at the minute. Uh, says he wants to build a stable of talent and he wants Edge in it. And Edge comes out and he's like, here he comes. Look at him. So intense. Uh, Edge is intense for a different reason. Totally ignores MVP. Takes the mic and wants Randy Orton. MVP mentions Beth Phoenix because he's annoyed. Second promo in a row we've mentioned there where my wife has been mentioned. Um, <laughs> Edge has had enough. He spears him. Here comes Orton. 
Uh, Edge hits him with an RKO. Orton runs away, so Edge chokes out MVP like Jake Hager himself and hits another RKO and then some concertos and just batters him. Uh, there's a big, di- a crucial difference, but I've been told it's the same move by numerous MMA experts in the YouTube comments. There's a difference. Edge had his hand, like, it had it rested on his face somehow. I don't know yeah. how to do it where Hager class him like that. Well, I guess Hager was just yeah. securing it more. I reckon Edge learned it from Hager. I right. don't think that move suits Edge. No. I don't think it does. It did with the facials, though. Edge has yeah. got a wonderful, mm. expressive face. He's the male just... gen. <laughs> 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 it just felt It just felt like, in, in terms of all this anger, this very personal story, like it felt weird to go, I'm going to bust out a new submission, I've yeah. learned. Oh, it seemed a... strange time. I, see, I thought he seemed quite... He was like the Punisher. He was... He was vengeful. He was like, possessed, wasn't he? To you. He's great at intense face, you're right. Um, just as you mentioned, Jen, there, forgot. I hope she had a good birthday and I enjoyed all of the old legends fighting over wishing oh, her the best birthday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a bit that's weird. That's a dream, that was. Well, my question is, that's never happened to any of us. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I really want, I just want Triple H and... <laughs> Yoga's... Oh, no. What? <laughs> Gary <Sumi>. Strider. <laughs> Do you mean Sumi who was in the Greatest Royal Rumble? I mean, yeah, I mean Sumi. <laughs> what I can Triple H and... Steve Blackman not be fighting over my birthday. <laughs> <sighs> Jack, man. Earlier in the night, <laughs> Seth Rollins' stable attacked Kevin Owens as he arrived. They asked him if... What did they ask him if he wanted some popcorn? And he went, no. Whoa! <laughs> 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 his, his suitcase at him. Um... Later on, Seth tried to recruit Alistair Black, who said, no, but I'll fight you because you knocked on my door. <laughs> uh, Rollins versus Black, though, ends with a DQ because Murphy gets involved. Black's getting beaten down. It ended with a murder. What happened? Alistair Black disappeared. He vanished off the face of the earth. Yeah, I thought he was going to be part of the tag <laughs> yeah, match. Yeah, surely. But, but no. He, no, he just went away somewhere. It I hope tu- you're all right. It turned into a tag match while Black was crying in the back. <laughs> um, it was the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits versus Rollins' stable, which needs a name. It's called The Movement. He's is called it? it The Movement several oh, times wonderful. now, which is a really underwhelming, basic bitch name. Vivi. Didn't they sing Flowers in the Rain? Flowers in the Rain? That's the move, sorry. Oh. Good joke, that. Has it gone over your head? <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that for Matthew. Um, yeah, he would have been like, oh, love that joke. Love, love <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I heard that on a Commodore 64. <laughs> <laughs> I love Contra. Um, Rollins... <laughs> Gets the win with the stomp before Owens attacks with stunners. He's recovered from the beatdown before, but Rollins lays him out with a few more curb stomps, and that's that. That's the end of the show. Bit of a, in as we'll get to in just a second, bit of a similar ending to the way that Dynamite ended as well, but we'll get to that in due course. Was it a good roll, do you think? It was all right, wasn't it? It wasn't, it's not been as good as it has been in recent weeks, but I thought it was all right. Yeah, they, couple of, they got a couple of solid weeks. This one just sort of felt like, okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the AJ promo for me was my favorite bit. Like, because it, it definitely sets the stage. About that prom. Prom, prom, prom. Yeah. Oh. He was on back. He was on backstage, and Renee was like, why were you saying this? Then he wants, he's, and AJ was like, I want to know if I'm talking to The Undertaker or this guy on a motorcycle who does this stuff. And I'm thinking, why would you even mention, why, what, what that we've seen on WWE would hint at AJ having to speak to this man on a bike? Yeah. Unless he's been watching just the network and got a bit confused. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want the man on a back, bike. Isn't he? I want the, the man on a bike. To be fair, I'm on board with it, mate. He's just a bit different. I'm a bit bored of the Undertaker's entrance and the, me too. how it takes 10 minutes and whatnot. A little bit. Moving on now to AEW Dynamite. Uh, like Raw, I feel like it was a bit of an underwhelming week compared to recent weeks for AEW, uh, but it was still an all right show. It opened with Cody beating Ortiz with the figure four, which uh, people were saying online actually 
builds up to that blood and guts match because you can only win by submission or surrender. Mm. Um, but he gets attacked by Santana afterwards. Kenny Omega and Matt Jackson run out for the save. Jericho appears on the... Well, they run out for the save, but Arn Anderson had already sorted it. They were scared of Arn anyway, and then Kenny and Matt Jackson run out looking all hard, but Arn was there. <laughs> Jericho appears on the Tron and reveals that the inner circle have beaten down Nick Jackson and trapped him beneath a metal shutter and he's taken to hospital. <laughs> well, I just thought it was a bit of an industrial beat down. He's just under this thing with blood dribbling down. It's bad. Yeah. I just remember, you just remind me of Bob Mortimer there. Bob Mortimer. Train. Yeah. Hey. Train. Yeah. yeah. Train. Yeah. Train. Uh, beat him down. Yeah. Orange heart. polo neck. Yeah. Put him underneath <laughs> yellow shutters. Anyway, <laughs> you were an exquisite pigeon. Of his. Of his... Right, we're talking about... Have a cappuccino for on any, me. For, anyone, for any American probably viewers out there. No, let him be confused. Okay, fair enough. I was going to nominate him for the Hall of Fame this week, but I forgot. Have his, have his anyway. noises been getting more and more... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Cody, have a cappuccino on me. And you are an exquisite it's ferret. So good. Um, so good, yeah. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Um, later on... <laughs> It was trending on. It did one early this week, and it was the top trend on my Twitter. That's oh. how much move traction the train gets. <laughs> train guy. Daniels challenges. Right, Daniels. Christopher Daniels might be the stupidest babyface in all of wrestling. He challenges Evil Uno and Stu Grayson to singles matches to prove that there's no exalted one. He's gonna get battered. <laughs> oh, he might be the exalted one. Triple swerve. Yeah. No. Surely not. <laughs> no. That would be underwhelming. It's got to be Matt Hardy. It's got to be Matt Hardy or, you know, Brody Lee. Because it's, yeah. they're, well, they're not in that part of the world anymore, are they? It's been changed to somewhere else. Jacksonville, was it? Yeah, it's gone from Rochester to Jacksonville, yeah. The hometown pop and all that, that theory. I feel like it'll still be Matt Hardy, but I'm trying, I hope it's Matt Hardy. I'm trying not to be disappointed if it's not. Yeah. Because I was disappointed when Hager came along and he's been good. They've used him fantastic. well. Yeah. Do you not think if they've set it up for all this, if they tease it for all this time, it's going to be Matt Hardy and it's not? Do you not think that's bad form on AEW? To be so blatant as to go, like, read down here and it says, Matt Hardy is definitely the exalted <laughs> one. And then when it's not, it's that's 
That's pretty bad form. Like maybe, you know. I've just realized we've done something worse than the commentary team on Dynamite. We're completely skipped over Lance Archer's debut. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot to write that down. I, I didn't understand why the commentary team were just like, oh, there's Lance. They should have been freaking out. Nah, Jim Ross. My God, he, he was like, oh, he's a big man. That man, he's a killer. Like when Kane debuted. Yeah, but yeah. it was it's just sort of like, oh, he was he's a killer, him. Every, oh, he's, he's there. He's oh, just, it's just like It just seemed weird to go, just the whole debut of him was just like walking out through the crowd. Yeah. There he is, done. I thought it was slightly better than Jeff Cobb's debut, which was, we've got a mystery guy. And his name's Jeff Cobb, and he's coming up in an hour and a half time. <laughs> Where has Jeff Cobb gone? I guess he really was just a it was It was just a two and done. Well, well, maybe he'll come back later on. He'll be back. Um, I don't. I like Lance Archer as Jake's client. That makes yeah. loads of sense. A lot of people complain last. Well, not a lot of people because the majority of what I saw was just love for Jake Roberts, who was just a phenomenal promo guy in 2020. Yeah. But there were people who said, surely if he was a surprise, why did he have entrance music and a, a Tron and all this stuff? You, you know, you, you suspend your disbelief a little bit. But then on this occasion, you probably could have done with a big walk down the entrance and a maybe. big in-ring moment for Lance Archer. It just felt a bit more subdued. Yeah, that would be if, if, if Jake was in the crowd and then he goes, or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then down comes Lance Archer. It's the big NWO. Aye. All right. Um, who did, who started that? Was it NWO? Was it the click? The big uh, double-handed point? It'd be one of those Was lads. it Bishop? It was Dragon Ball Z, wasn't it? It was Fusion. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think the click were watching Dragon Ball. <laughs> I bet they were. Kevin Nash probably hates Dragon Ball fans. <laughs> did you and Harley used to do that? Yeah. Watch Dragon Ball? Um... Happy birthday, Joe. Um, B. Priestley. <laughs> B. Priestley attacks Nyla Rose after they beat uh, Chris Starlander uh, and Hikaru Shida in a tag team match. Um, and then B is sort of established, which is weird. Because it, Shida was, is still, I think, the number one contender in the rankings. And it looked like she was being built up to go against the big bad Nyla Rose. Right. And then all of a sudden, B comes in after having not having a match since December the, uh, December the 11th or 12th, right. something like that. And she's straight in there. Yeah, wins and losses matter. Well, I, I guess that I guess that AEW haven't officially said she's the next number one contender. So maybe she's. I get that it's a heel trying to jump the system mm. and be like, if I yeah. just beat her up and she challenges me, then fair enough. We'll have to see what happens next week. Yeah, I just um, think with the rankings because Sheeta was definitely top, isn't she? She's the top. Sheeta was, but I don't know how this loss will have affected yeah. her. Oh, it's a tag match, though, wasn't it? Anyway, um, then later on in the show, Britt Baker. Came. Why does Tony keep inviting Britt Baker on these things? Yeah. Glutton for punishment, isn't he? He is. I think he, he? I think he fancies her. I think he fancies <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Big Swole comes out and seems to start a feud with Britt Baker. Britt Baker says, you're not even the wrestler in your family that people... Mo- oh, in your household that people... People care more about your boyfriend, which is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's Cedric's not. <laughs> they, they don't. They really I don't. Didn't know. I, I didn't know that until she... Oh, did said, you not? Yeah, I had no uh, idea. Then Big Swole went, well, he's not my boyfriend. We're married, baby. And everyone went, oh, that's oh. your boyfriend. <laughs> Cut to Adam Cole in the crowd looking shocked. <laughs> Just with his hat. What? <laughs> he has to do it whenever someone says his name. He's like, what? Um, and then they, they chase each other off and that. And I, I guess the big swole's going to probably lose that feud, actually. You'd think so. I like Britt Baker now, me. Yeah, I, I was do. never sold as a baby face. I never got it. I never understood why she was getting such a prominent role. But now she's... Good at being hated in a really like understated manner, just the way she goes on. Yeah, <laughs> she's just a generally like unlikable person, isn't she? Is she your favorite? <laughs> is she your favorite wrestling dentist ever? No, oh, of course she's not. His oh. favorite wrestler's Kane. Oh, there you go. And he is definitely not Isaac. And he's Jankin. close friends with <laughs> his Isaac. brother, his twin. Yeah. Um. Uh. Where was I? Oh yes. Um. Hangman and Dustin. Well, this was another example of a weird reveal by AEW. So this whole show was built around the main event going to be Hangman and a mystery 
partner taking on Jericho and Sammy Guevara. But then just midway through the show, Dustin's backstage going, I'm his partner, whether he likes it or whether he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... Um, when did I, Bulldog, Bulldog got announced after Dynamite, didn't he? Yes, he did. He got That's announced. a shame. That would have been yeah. a nice little... <laughs> if Dustin did that on purpose. His <laughs> partner, whether he wants to or not. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be his partner, whether he wants to or not, which made me think, has Hangman got someone there? Who's disappointed now and has to be like, oh. Well, I imagine yeah. Hangman's the sort of guy that would have just walked out with a beer and gone, I'm just going to fight you, Yeah, they, they, made, they did mention True. on commentary that he saw Darby Allen last week and was a bit, oh, yeah. well, I'll do that. Fair enough. Um, well, it was Dustin. He was his partner, whether he wanted to or not. And they did win, actually. They were a good team because they're both, sort of, they're both cowboy. Dustin's a bit of cowboy. Mm. Yeah. Um, he lives on a ranch. Yeah, fair enough. And he used to, he used to look more like one. A ranch? No, no, a cowboy. They <laughs> <laughs> like have like cows grazing. Yeah. Um, and then, um, then the inner circle beat everyone down after the match. Uh, everyone, well, then commentary were like, they've got no friends left. But it turns out they'd got back from the hospital just in time because they'd went. <laughs> what are you doing there? <sighs> Matt Jackson. Yeah, he did. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so the inner circle, of, being me. the inner circle of beating everyone down. <laughs> So then everyone runs out to try and save the day. Kenny runs out, but he gets beaten down. Cody runs out, but Hager takes him down. Um, and then they drag Hangman up to the top of the stage. They're about to do what they did to Moxley last week and powerbomb him off. And instead, Matt Jackson runs out and is just running wild like Goldberg. Yeah. Batters everyone. Yeah. And then he stops and takes his eye off the ball because he's a dick. <laughs> and then Jericho starts hitting people in the head with a chair. They got their hands up. I know, they it got their hands up, but it was the visual. Yeah, it was strange. The precedent they're setting there. It's uh, dangerous. All the inner circle just pose really happily. And they've, for the, I thought it was for the second Dynamite in a row, but Brandon Stroud on, on uh, Uproxx pointed out that actually it's the third Dynamite in a row because the one before the pay-per-view, they stood tall as well. So for three Dynamites in a row now, the inner circle... Well, they're going to get beaten blood and guts, aren't they? Well, does that... But next week, are they going to stand tall? How yeah. many weeks are they going to win for? Forever. Yeah, forever and ever. Kind of so, feels a bit like WCW in the 90s. I'm just going to put that <laughs> out there. Every episode end of the NWO beating somebody up. It all, but I think it's not like WCW in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to put that out there before angry AEW fan 25 sweets me. Uh, over the divide now, cross the divide to NXT. Um, and there's quite there's quite an eventful show from the performance center, of course. Tom, did you enjoy it? Because obviously, you I really for it. enjoyed NXT. Like gen generally in ring, NXT has been solid. Uh, there's and there was just a really fun atmosphere at the performance center. I feel like this week they had the better show of the two. Uh, and that's coming from a massive biased AEW fan. Well, I've said I said the opposite for a couple of weeks. We're going where I watched both. I went actually AEW picked yeah. them, but this week I I preferred NXT. Yeah, me too. Out of the two, um, Keith Lee defending the North American title against Cameron Grimes, but was attacked afterwards by Damian Priest. So then Dominic, lovely Dominic, ran out to help his pal, and then Keith Lee spirit bombed him. That's because Keith yeah. thought it was him who attacked him. Oh, was it? Well, that's what the, the, oh. they weren't. They weren't massively clear on commentary. They've kind of left a bit of a question mark. Some people went, "Oh, it's because Keith saw Dominic holding his North American title, so spirit bombed him out of anger." But the general consensus is that because Priest Keith hoofed him see, with a, the nightstick from behind, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. so Keith just thinks, "Ah, that was you. I eat a spirit bomb." The big boy North American division mm. in NXT is phenomenal. Cameron Grimes had a good show in as well. Yes, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, very good. There was that match you had with Pete Dunne ages ago, and it was like, whoa, you're really good. Because you, I'd never seen much of Trevor Lee in mm. Impact, but yeah. I've never felt so indie as when we were uh, um, in the, you know, the MMA room that we were using for interviews at Wrestling Media Con. And I tried not to be all fanboyish around wrestlers and that, but I was in my little PWG phase, 
saw Trevor Lee there, Cameron Grimes, I was like, oh. Did you take his... him down in the octagon? No, no I didn't. <laughs> Went and shook his hand and said, oh, you're right. You know, uh, um, I think I was trying to get an interview with him, but he was busy. Um, came back and I remember Pachitti being like, who's that? I was like, oh, it's, it's just an indie lad. Don't worry about it. But then Pachitti has since obviously learned who he is. So. I'm um, not a big missed opportunity there. Could have had Santana Ortiz on straight to hell. Oh, they ran out of time. Man. I was gutted. That is sad. Looking back now. Yeah. Yeah. And they were big even then, but now. Yeah, they were even else. bigger now, though. Um, late, oh, that was the, that was when that was when Moose made Pachitti look really cool in front of all the fans. Because outside, Pachitti was like talking to a few people who recognized him and that. Moose walks out in his heel gear, had big glasses and that. And he's like, Adam, hey. <laughs> it's like, and Adam's like, you're all right, Moose. And we, were just, we were just like, it's as if Moose was more excited to see Adam. Um, later on, Kushida beat Raul Mendoza. And later on, oh. Raul Mendoza has been kidnapped by masked men. Lost conquistadors. Yeah. Why would anyone go in that car park alone? And why did Raul Mendoza not put up more of a fight? It was more the fact <laughs> that why Raul Mendoza was just wandering around the car park in his gear. <laughs> was the bit I was unsure about. Waiting for uh, Uber Eats. To... <laughs> was that what it was? <laughs> oh, he just, the, the driver just said, I can't find yeah. you. Oh, but the performer said, oh, come outside. Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. And he's <laughs> waiting for his Uber Eats, and then he just gets kidnapped. <laughs> come here, have you got my kick-ass burrito? <laughs> no, we're going to kick your ass. Get in here. Do you think that it is Killer Cross? Do you know I what? thought it was um, your guy from Lucha Underground, isn't it? King thingy. King Cuerno. King Cuerno. Oh! That was it. I that's was... much better. <laughs> Not that I don't like Killer Cross, but oh, I'm a big fan of King Cuerno. King Cuerno uh, started doing some stuff on the NXT live tours. They had Lucha masks as yeah. well. Who would the other guy be then? King Cuerno. Oh, there's two of them. Oh, there's two there? of them. Oh, I thought they were just like his tag partner whose name escapes me at the moment. Oh, really? He's got a tag partner? Yeah. Oh, that's not as exciting. I believe so. I don't want him to be a single. Or a manager. His old thing in Lucha Underground, he was a hunter. He used to... Hunt his opponents. David They've Priest got an archer. We can yeah. have an archer off one day. <laughs> Wait for it, for Ross. Me. King Cuerno has one of the best suicide dives I've ever seen. I've never seen. I've, I might have seen a few highlights of, like, oh. back from Lucha Underground days, but yeah, I've not seen oh, a full Oh, he's good. Oh, he knows what he's doing. Although he is approaching his late 30s, I think. I hope he keeps all of his agility and everything because his suicide dive is something else. It's him, Dragon Lee, and... I was going to say Phoenix, but sometimes he goes a bit out of control. He'll bust it out. He'll bust it out at full size. Can't wait. Straight off the balcony. No. No, be careful. Oh, yes. Preserve that man. Um, I'm just a huge fan. Later on, Rhea Ripley's cutting a promo, but Charlotte Flair interrupts and they brawl. Charlotte gets the better of it. She wraps Rhea's legs around the ring post and does the old Bret Hart, the ring post figure for. Ooh. Nice, nice little wrinkle to their match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, oh, Rhea, you know, Charlotte Flair is, is confident, but she's making sure Ripley goes in injured. Nice little. I forgot to mention that on Raw, Charlotte was saying that, yeah, you might have been to Tampa and seen the arena, but when it's full, you're going to be in trouble. Now I think Rhea's got the edge because mm. she's got experience in the empty. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is my house now yeah. with no um, one in. That was awful. I apologize. Uh, mm -hmm. The main event, but not the main segment, the bros away to beat O'Reilly and Fish, despite interference from the Grizzled Young Vets, who it looks like are being set up for a tag team match. I'm thinking triple threat tag title match. Vets. Uh, Broserweights, UE. I love how Zach Gibson and James Drake have just inserted themselves into the American NXT. And and I love the fact that the crowd are behind them in terms of hatred. Behind hating them. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, really happy. Like, Gibson and Drake are great. There and... are fewer wrestlers that I can think of than Zach Gibson who are so good at getting heat. 
the right sort of heat, not not the kind of oh we're bored of you, just go away heat. The actual no, we want to boo this person heat. Full sale even try. They even try to do the shoes off if you hate Gibson. Not a fan <laughs> of that one. But it's it, they I do you not like the chant at all? No. No, that because they did it in the UK and it's No, I don't. I know, I don't like fun. it. Fine. Why? I was, at, I was at Progress's Wembley show. And everyone's doing it, and I don't want loads of smelly shoes about. <laughs> it depends. The logistics of the shoe you have on as well makes a, a plays a big part for me. Because I've got it. certain shoes that can just slip on and off, but certain shoes you need to sit down and then tie the laces. Yeah, if in doubt, I'm not takes, doing that in the middle of the you, you don't hate him enough for that. Oh, oh, no. no, time for that, Chief. Um, <laughs> uh, Tegan Knox is the new number one contender for the women's. And nobody she, cares. Hey, no, so sorry, she's progressed in. The she's in the ladder. Match. Sorry, yes, yeah, her, in the her and Mia Yim both qualified. Yeah, Mia Yim qualified. Yeah. She beat Dakota Kai. Yeah. Surprising. But then the moment that Mia Yim won, Raquel Gonzalez just clattered Mia Yim. Yeah. So whether there's a story going in there. I quite like the idea that Mia Yim is just going to, like, on the weekly, get battered by Raquel Gonzalez to the point where Dakota Kai goes, hey, remember when you replaced me in the war game match? <laughs> I'm replacing you in the ladder match. Right. Or, and, uh, or I think she's just going to cost poor Tegan. In the ladder match. Possibly. Tegan had a shoulder bandage on. Okay. So like, so, and I'm hoping it's a it's a storyline thing because like someone said, said to me on Twitter, she's turning into the Black Knight from the Holy Grail is oh, Tegan Knox. Too bad, too blessed, two operations on her knees. If her shoulder's going as well, I'll bite your legs off. Lovely woman. Great I wrestler. love her. She's so Fantastic. good. You can tell they've got big well. plans for her as well. I know. Was it, it When she won that match on this week's NXT, because I watched NXT through the YouTube clips this week, which is a bad way to do it. I couldn't get a feel for the show whatsoever. Oh. But when she won, there was no noise whatsoever. I know. I know. It, was it was a very, very short sudden, match. Very yeah. short and very sudden. Mm. Which, again, leads me to be concerned that that's a legit injury because it was such a short affair. It was just uh, Diana Perrazzo just battering Tegan for a bit. Shiny Swiss are done, thanks, bye. Maybe, but I'd like to think it's because there was a lot on this show as well. It's quite packed. Yeah. Um, then there was the main segment where Champa is in the ring, Gargano's on the Tron, they're cutting a promo on each other, and Champa thinks, I'm not going to, why am I just standing here? This is a performance center. I know where he is. I know what room that is. So he goes and finds him, and they brawl everywhere. They brawl through the meeting room, the medical room, the big gym. Uh, there's things being broken. Champa gets thrown through a door. It's fantastic. There's a bit where Chamber throws a dumbbell at the mirror in the gym, which is the last thing WWE needs right now is seven years of bad luck. No, I, <laughs> I can't believe he did that. I'm a big fan of them. Um, I'm a big fan of I might if I if I end up doing that NXT show in, in a predictions contest, might just go against Champa no matter what's happened before that in the build up because I'm a big believer in superstition in wrestling. I think when someone ducks under a ladder in a ladder match, probably gonna lose that ladder. Oh match. Lose that ladder. <laughs> Um, they brawl all the way up to that platform. Velveteen Dream was on that earlier cut in a promo saying this was never about Roddy Strong. It was about Adam Cole. Um, I don't care about Roddy Strong's family. I'm not a dick, really, guys. It's really... Do you know what? Retconned quite a lot. Yeah, last, last week was weird because last week you had a moment where Velveteen Dream realised Adam Cole was in the cage. That he was went, great. Oh, push you out, Roddy. All right, you in the match. I've got Cole. I thought, okay, that's a good that little plan. Good. But when he went out and went, ah, for the last month, this no, has yeah. always been the plan that eventually, maybe they'll have a steel cage match on NXT and I'll say, leave the cage up and then Adam Cole will get in the cage. Far too convoluted. Yeah, I thought it was as well. <laughs> but um, they battle Champa Gargano up to that platform that Dream was on, the one above the commentary table. Uh, Champa's getting beaten up by Johnny. Mauro's terrified. Um, <laughs> Champa fires up. Air raid crash on Johnny off the platform through the announce table. Looked 
like a really scary bug. Yeah, it too. terrifying. Aren't it? Regal comes out and nearly bugs War Games again. He's yeah, that he's angry. Sh- Regal is fantastic <laughs> when he's when he's angry. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a good Regal. That's War good. Games. Never in all my life. No, <laughs> With like, every bit of venom in my being. <laughs> I like when he does his quiet, angry voice. It's really good. Can you do a Regal? No. Okay. I can do a sh- do a shouty War Games Regal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm doing it here. I'll break everybody's ears. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so that was this week in wrestling. Any other wrestling? To I mean, you're at the time of people watching this. You're probably getting battered as we speak. By yes, indeed. HT Drake and Little Miss Roxy. Um, can I recommend everybody watch NWA Circle Squared this week? Oh, because I'm on it. So that's I nice. I should, <laughs> I should mention as well that Simon Miller was on uh, Dynamite. Of course he was. Because he's auditioning to become Sean Spears' tag partner. And a lot of lads in that audition tape were in really good shape. So, <laughs> my favorite one though, he's the guy in the car, and he's like, "I'm five foot four, <laughs> and that means what did he say? I've forgotten Fine the full quote. It was something. It's some, I'm five foot four, and that means I'm something something. That means I can ride Space <laughs> <Perfection>. Mountain. <laughs> it was good, um, but I thought Simon did well. So I hope Simon gets picked for that. I think it's going to be one of the trainees from his training school, surely. Who's school? Sean Spears' school. Oh, Sean Spears' school. Not Simon Miller's school. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I just picked Simon. He's got more Twitter followers than that. Yeah, that's true. Better for uh, business, isn't it? Very true. And he's a nice man. He is. He's jacked. Pick Jen. Good wrestling. All, all, the <laughs> legends, all the legends will come along. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag with you, Jen. Yeah. Oh, that's, that was this. I feel bad because she's a really nice person. She doesn't deserve these... These legends say nice things no, about no, no, her. No, 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 no. She didn't deserve us like these slyly, dirty old men <laughs> slyly laughing at it. You know, um, that was this week in the wrestling. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> and let's have a rummage in our mail bags, as Carl says in the little the little fills in between. What do you call them in radio? Inserts, jingles, oh, sweepers. Yeah. Oh, loads of names. Sweepers. Sweepers. Beds? No, beds are lying on the Beds are the beds on the Like end. when the news is being read and there's like a... Yeah, that's the news beds. Okay. A sweeper, I would say. Fair enough. Um, oh, the radio terminology is coming out. Um, first uh, one, this is from Lewis from Portugal. Hey, lads, quick question. Now, Ross picks these, right? <laughs> and I feel like he thought this may have raised a smile. It's a really brutal question. Lewis from Portugal. Hey, lads, quick question. Can the Undertaker take a Styles Clash without breaking his neck? <sighs> Yeah, yeah. He can do anything. Yeah. He's the it's, phenom. I don't think this one is too much about The Undertaker. It's about the size difference. Yes. It's not about The Undertaker's age. He's a long man. I think Undertaker... Styles is less of a long man. I think Undertaker's got all the experience to remember to go like that instead of like that when the moves hit. Mm. But I, he's very tall and Styles is not. I would like to see it tried. Just, you know... <laughs> Just to but, see what would happen. But he did it to Cena, and Cena's head brushed the canvas. Did it? Yeah. Oh, dear. Are we talking Styles Clash from AJ or Michelle McCool? <laughs> <laughs> She's quite tall. She'd be all right, wouldn't she? She, Why would she, she would turn she, on her husband. <laughs> she must be taller oh than AJ. Oh, my God. She must be what? Michelle must be taller than AJ. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she was taller yeah. than AJ. She's a tall woman. Um, You're not enough for me. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it really went for it. Oh, what a theme song that is. Um, I don't know... If they should, I don't think they'll do it. I think you'll set up for it and then won't do it. I have, I have no doubt that Undertaker knows to put his head down. Oh, <laughs> but oh, Tom, oh, yeah, oh. never. I hope you're not taking one tonight. Oh, I've, well, you'll you'll know because I won't be here Monday. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope Undertaker knows to put his head up. Mm. I'm sure he does. But also, 
you know, Undertaker knows how to hold somebody for a tombstone, how to pick somebody up for a chokeslam, and they haven't always been particularly yeah, grand yeah, lately. Very true. Uh, I am. I. I don't think they need to involve the Styles Clash in that match. I think they can have a great match without using it. Super Styles Clash WrestleMania moment <laughs> through a table. Yeah, on off, fire. Yeah, off the other side of the turnbuckle, of course, not into the ring, out of the ring, through Thank the announce table into a vortex. <laughs> Ah, thank you, Lewis from Portugal. Um, hello, Matthew, Jack, Ross, Adam, or whoever is present. They knew. Oh, they hello. Knew that it might not necessarily be the regs. It's Tom as well. A couple of days ago, I remembered the Bloodhound Gang exists, and I'm not talking about some weird indie wrestling stable. I'm talking about the band, Foxtrot, Uniform, Charlie Kilo, and the Bad Touch are the only two songs that I know by I now. Hope You Die. Umtis. Oh, there's one with all Ralph Wiggum quotes as well. Anyway. Dear Chasey Lane. I know that one. I know that one. Along um, came Mary. I don't know that many songs. Mary, Mary. So I Googled a bit and found out they don't exist anymore. With tears, with a tear in my eye, I did a bit more research and found out that Evil Jared, the bassist, started wrestling a few months ago. Just don't expect too much if you're going to look them up. No, I know we know we know the Bloodhound guy. Uh, so that boring story. Stop putting yourself down. It's from Daniel. Stop putting yourself down, Daniel. So that boring story leads to my question. What do you think would be the best non-sports or MMA celebrity wrestler? Mine would be Prime Till Linderman, as he was a beast, has charisma, a compelling voice, and can make his own theme music. Love your podcast, and always look forward to it after watching Dynamite. Greetings from Germany. Oh, and please make Jack say, oh, they've got a tongue twister here uh, in German. I think, I think I've seen this before. I think it means like something, something catches, catches fresh fish. But it's Fischer's Fritzer, Fischt Frischer, Fischer... Frischer, Fischer, Fischt, Fischer's, Fritzer. From Nailed Daniel. It. Yours forever, he says, Daniel. Nailed it. Yep. Yeah. I hope there's not a swear word in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was... Um, so the question is, who would be the best non-sports MMA celebrity to do wrestling right now? Best non-sports. Now, we've got the obvious choices on this podcast will be... I'm sure you're thinking of Dave Benson Phillips, but he's done Well, no, because he's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, I is, can't yeah. pick him. He's 30 years in the business as we're sat here now. Um, <laughs> it's quite... A, you need someone charismatic, I think, first and foremost. Yeah, so somebody with, like, a presenting ability. Uh, somebody who can carry themselves on a mic if required. Um, Could you not have... A level of thought going into this. I know, I know. You're, I know. I'm... You're, you're good because you're putting in more... You're giving these questions a lot more respect than we usually do. Like, <laughs> Matthew's often like ridiculing them as he reads it. Yeah. He reads out their spelling mistakes and everything, and then he's like, I'm "Not sure about that." Oh, <laughs> like, oh these are these no, people. but I, there's something in it because there's obviously you know wrestling always likes to try and find the next big crossover star, so it's good to find somebody. Um, who have you guys got? I'm still thinking. I'm struggling as well. Still... It's a difficult one. I think it's probably got to be like an actor. Do you know what? Okay. Um, in terms of heat magnet, Ooh. somebody who could really get a big reaction, Kay Burley from Sky News. I was so worried you were oh, going to say. I was so worried you were going to say like a dictator or something. But no. yeah, Kay Burley. Yeah. Kay Burley from yeah, Sky yeah, yeah, News. Yeah. Whether you know whether you love her or hate her, that's down who to you. loves her. There'll be people. Who? Um, I, I don't know. So, hey, hey. <laughs> world's a wonderful place. Uh, but Kay Burley could be somebody who could genuinely attract a bit of heat. Yeah. Kay, but she's obviously not trained to be a wrestler, and I'm sure. Oh, you know. Anne Robinson. Ooh, as a GM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anne oh, Robinson. Yeah, yes. she's a bit, she's getting on a bit to wrestle. But, and she always broke kayfabe at the end of The Weakest Link, didn't she? Mm. You are. Yeah, this wink. has been, this has been, what did she say? Yeah, the Join wink. us again for The Weakest Link. Yeah. Goodbye. 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 
I didn't mean all those nasty things I said. Give a sassy wink and men around the world would slaver on themselves. Would they? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, it's a wonderful world. Yeah, yeah. There's just something for everybody. I'll say Anne. Anne Robinson. Anne Robinson. Will the Americans know who I mean? Yeah, they will. Yeah, she it's a week was over there, yeah. yeah. Over in America, it's weird. It has a laughter track. Oh. So peculiar. Had a live audience there. Yeah, there was. Yeah. I was over there once, and they had like it was part of like a comedy block on one channel, and the uh, the voice there went laugh out loud with the weakest link. <laughs> like, no, you've lost the entire yeah. like like the core of the program. Yeah. It's not a funny program. No. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable program. Yeah, it's meant to make you feel yeah. like your toes are curling oh. inside out. Chris Tarrant would be fantastic. <laughs> You deserve a title shot. Yeah. But we don't want to give you that. That's a fun time. Oh, Put yourself in a ladder That's match. a good Chris Tarrant impression. <laughs> Try to think of someone like... I've Paul Hollywood is up there. Oh, the oh. eyes on that man. He'd be like 1987 Jake the Snake Roberts in his promos. Oh. I watched um, Celebrity Big Off the other night. I was forced to. Well, I've not seen it yet. It wasn't my no, choice. Spoilers. All right, well, I'm just saying <laughs> that someone gets a handshake after the first round. That is unprecedented. Oh, I know who. Well, the thing is, it's celebrity, so apparently they're kinder to the celebrity ones mm. than they are the... That's it's actually somebody with a bit of a wrestling connection. Yes, they'd be good without saying who it is. I'd like to see is them. Is it Louis Theroux? Oh, <laughs> balls. Waldo's the name. London, England's the place of origin. Um, Louis would be... <laughs> Can I be him? I hope so. He's done a bit of wrestling. Uh, he's done a bit he, of got, wrestling. he got made to throw up by Sarge at the power plant. What he a was, bully. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that to Louis? I know. He and was, Raven as well, giving Louis some sass. I know. Shouldn't you know who I am if you're going to continue with this endeavour? <laughs> Louis, Louis done a really good line on Bake Off, which makes me think, which makes me think that he'd be a good promo. He's like trying to squeeze like cream out of like a pipe in like a thing, and he's like, "Oh, it's too difficult." And then something explodes, and he goes, "Too much pressure, too much pressure in the, in the <laughs> nozzle, too much pressure on the man." <laughs> like, That's brilliant. If as a backstage so interviewer, it would be quite interesting. He's like, "I'm going to beat that guy in a cage." Why do you feel that's why, a good why idea? Do you want to do that to someone? <laughs> yeah. By the end of it, everyone's friends. Louis Theroux, Arne Robinson, Kay Burley from Sky News. Mr. Poor Bean can take a bump. Right. What's he called from some mothers do you have him? Frank. Frank Spencer. Oh, Spencer. Wow. He, he'd be bumping all over the Jimmy shop. Jimmy, coverage of the ring by oh. Betty. <laughs> and the cat that's done a whoopsie. I used to you just imagine some Betty. heel cutting a promo and he's just like, oh. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming down on his roller skates. Him and Darby <laughs> Allen's a tag team. Darby on the skateboard. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner, Frank, Frank Spencer on the bloody. <laughs> he did that all by himself, you know. I know. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. I used I to. I thought. I, I think Betty might have been one of my first crushes as a I child. I thought she was well, a really yeah. pretty woman. Yeah. Betty but in an lovely. innocent, childlike way, I just thought she was really pretty. Oh, she's fit as. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, you've ruined it. On a similar note, Annika Rice. Annika who? Annika Why? Rice. Oh. Off of Challenge Annika. No, in terms of like both somebody I had a little bit of a thing for. Did you? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, this is a bit of a generation. that jumpsuit, baby. Bit. You are a, a, little, a little bit older, not loads. 36 years old. So oh, you I'm, don't I'm look the, I'm the elder statesman. You look younger than 36, to be fair. 35. Thank you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, but also, Annika Rice is a wrestler. I bet she could bust out a brilliant Hurricane Rana. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Neil Buchanan, because he seems like the sort of person we mentioned, but we haven't yet. Neil Buchanan as well. Finish is called The Art Attack. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, hello, fellow wrestling-liking people. Here is a question for the mailbag. I'm a UK primary school 
T-shirt. Oh, oh, there's like a, a whole school. And that's from St. Joseph's Primary. Look at this man dressed as a school. Now, he says, I'm a UK primary school, and then there's some brackets, but I, I, I got confused. <laughs> I'm a UK primary school teacher, year two, which is six and seven-year-olds, if you're not uh, familiar with, if you're from outside the UK. And I found out that one of the girls was a big wrestling fan. When I asked who her favorite wrestlers were, she was unimpressed with my John Morrison and Sasha Banks picks. She surprised me by... Seamless from <laughs> by picking the revival. Oh, she's a smark. What got a young smark in our midst. What surprised me even more? Oh, well, she's not called a hog fan. I don't know why I said in our midst. I love um, the work rate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can you watch the six-year-old saying that? What surprised me even more was when she said that she hoped that they would go to AEW because she loves the young bucks too. Not an uber smart thing, because they <laughs> they're going around the other way and they don't like the young books anymore. Um, has there ever been a time when you've been surprised by someone having more knowledge of wrestling than you would have thought? Keep up the great work. You guys really do make wrestling fun, even when it isn't. Thanks again, Mr. J. Mm, I remember being at a bar a few years ago. I went to the went to the bar and there was a guy who was he'd had a bit to drink. And he, he was just saying, he said, oh, I've had a, it's a busy week. I've, I broke my hand last month and it's the first time I'm going to use it again. So oh, I'm pleased for you. Random stranger. But yeah, he went, yeah, I'm a wrestler, you see. It's like, are you? And, and I thought, I'm not going to. Yeah, 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 I'm a wrestler. And he started talking about, this is their, see, when would this been? Like, oh gosh, because I am old, like early 2000s. Can I just say, I can't wait. For the second half of this story, I'm yeah. really, it gets, I'm really it gets better. So he starts talking about like, oh yeah, yeah. Were, I said, oh, is, do you watch the wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Rock's fighting uh, the Undertaker next week. If he was, he was on Raw. It's oh. all good. And he was like, yeah, I'm trained to be a wrestler myself. Uh, had a match the other week with Yokozuna, <laughs> which is I don't think. Where was this? Sorry, this was 2000. Oh. I think he was a bit dead. Uh, and, and it got better. And I went, oh, yeah, cool. I said, he's a big lad, isn't he? He said, yeah, he's, he's 400 pounds. So I broke my arm. Cool. And then he went, week before that, wrestled Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> now, my dad had always told me to not try and be a smart aleck with a drunk man in a pub. Yeah. Because normally you get a yeah, chin in. Yeah, yeah. So I went, really? And I just went, not knowing what I knew, is he still wrestling? And the guy just went, yeah, it was just... Retirement match, oh, and then walked off, and I never oh, saw him again. And that man was Terry Belair <laughs> <laughs> in front of eighty-three thousand yeah. people. So you've actually, so mine was the opposite story. Yeah, really. it, was, it started off as a man who knew a lot, a surprise who knew a lot about wrestling. There was a brief bit of discussion on two thousand, followed by I wrestled Andrew the Giant. In fairness, um, I've got a similar story which I can tell because I can't quite think of one at the minute. Go on. Um, yeah, because I don't like to. Because you, I think in this line of work. Honestly, uh, I went to watch the Royal Rumble at Asper's Casino, and there was a quiz on beforehand, which was um, compared by Sweet Stevie Aaron. So it was... Uh, I was scalp. Right. As I walked in, right, and it was a bit of an awkward situation because I'd sorted something out with the person running it. So I just had to sort of say, oh, so-and-so says it's all right if I come in. And I've got plus one. Mm. And um, I hate those sort of situations because I'm so scared that they're going to be like, nothing here, mate. See you later. Bye. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to be like... Fair enough there, because <laughs> I'm too. I don't want to be a knob and be like, I'm Jack the Job. So you know what I mean. Yeah. So as I'm walking in, still stressed out from that situation, but it all went fine. Walked in, and then I just hear his voice over the PA going, 
get out your bard. Go, get him out of here. And I'm like, oh, Christ. And it was just Steve just playing a riff. Stevie being banterful. Like, but the quiz showed me that, like, in these sort of situations, people expect us to know everything about wrestling. And, that, like, I'd say, like, 50% of people in that bar knew way more than me, just judging by the answers they were getting on those quizzes, on the quiz questions. So I don't like to assume that anyone, I'll, I'll never try and be like, oh, God, they know more than I thought. Because mm. quite often they know more than I do. More often they do if you, yeah. But I remember in primary school, I've got a similar one to you. But, you know, when you're a kid, you're, like, sort of, oh, very young, like six. So people just lie and just say stuff. Like the classic, oh, my cousin's got a Nintendo 65. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so I, I knew him. <laughs> two people from my school, and I remember who it was. It was a girl called Louise and a lad called Scott. Surnames, please. Nope. And they claimed <laughs> that they'd, because um, I got one of them on Facebook, so I don't want to. <laughs> Red um, and Stap. <laughs> yes. So they claimed that they'd um, both been round. They didn't even say a building. They'd just both been on a tour of WWF. They'd been round. And um, so, so Louise claimed that she'd had a little match with Lita. But she'd given her a pedigree and hurt her too much. She'd hurt, she'd hurt Lita too much. I should much. ask her about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember getting battered by a seven-year-old? Um, she'd given Lita a pedigree, and it, it hurt Lita too much, so that had to be called off. Uh, Scott claims that he just walked into a room backstage, and Gilbert was in there going like, ah! And then he just shut the door. <laughs> that was Scott's story. <laughs> So I like how he went. He didn't. He didn't go too far with the line. <laughs> yeah, kept Scott, it vaguely, Scott was vaguely more believable. Scott was more. Scott was one of my mates at the time who I eventually just drifted from because he would lie a lot. <laughs> and also, what, one lesson he tried to put like the sharp. He sharpened a pencil and like put it in my ear, like in the end, in the end of my ear. Scott sounds like he get on with Kevin Scott, Nash. Yeah, Scott was a bit of a. It turns out a bit of a nasty boy. Yeah. But it's all right because um, oh, I shouldn't have done this and don't do this if you're if you're a, a younger person at school. When he, he stood up to like answer a question or something, so this is the same lesson that he did. Did he say you kegged him? I didn't keg him. <laughs> I um I just slid his chair out from beneath him, <laughs> and then when he sat down, he like proper went. But that's dangerous, so don't do that. But don't put pencils in people's ears either, Scott. Or thumbs. I've still got lead in my thumb. Got a little grey spout there. Ooh. That is pencil lead, which was put in my thumb in the year 2000. Oh I was God. stabbed by David Newland. <laughs> He's just saying that. <laughs> oh, dear. I've not seen him since, to be fair. No one has, but I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No, I, was, so, I was trying to... I was in there for two hours with uh, some woman with their... Oh. Bloody... Is that not dangerous to have lead in your system for it's 20 pen, years? Pencil lead's in there. It's just been in there forever. It's probably not enough to poison him. Skin's been. I don't know, it might slowly, skin's... might slowly be poisoning. Oh, him. oh well. well <laughs> he thought he was a king for two years. <laughs> Ross, have you got an answer to this question? No, I haven't. Neither I'm of us have answered just this gonna, question. Just going to throw it out there. Lewis Capaldi watches us, and I didn't expect that. So nice. Lewis Capaldi watches. Does he anymore? Because he might know. be. Bu- he's probably busy now. Yeah, I imagine. But he'd be traveling around a lot. I imagine he just watched a video with Jen, maybe, and thought, no, oh, those no. are the guys <laughs> are there as Happy well. Happy birthday, <laughs> Jen. No, because I remember when when we were all like. This lad, and it was before he was like mega star big. It was, but it was just when someone you loved was about to like take over the world. And I remember being like, I don't know if this is true or not. So someone tagged me in the same tweet as him, and I said like, they put, oh Jack, you're a musician as well, aren't you? Because I'm not. And I put, no, no, I'm not. Ha. Huh? And then Lewis Capaldi replied, that's not something I'd expect the front man of American Rachel to say. He knows the in jokes. He knows the lore of the channel. Aye. He knows it. He and he hasn't it. muted us on Twitter because I got, a, <laughs> I got, a li- I got a li- you, know, you just assume that people <laughs> yeah. like that follow Amazing. the mute straight away. I got a like last week. It's still there. Hello, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis how, are, how are Lou? You all right, <laughs> Louie Lou. 
<laughs> oh god! He told me that he told me that he likes listening to the podcast because it calms his anxiety. And now I feel like the fact that we're talking, he's going to be like, "Who oh, knows Capaldi does?" Yeah, he said. It does nice, he? Yeah, in a nice way. I never knew. Yeah, that. He, he talks quite a lot about like mental health and how like how we should all be nice to each other. He seems like a lovely lad. Yeah, I know he, he does. Really yeah. does. I just I kind of believe it. Me? What? I just never. You wouldn't expect it, would you? Well, because he's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean like him. Knowing us. Oh, I know. Or knowing of us. I know. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? No. Ah, what a, that was my angle there. What a guy. <laughs> so we've turned... Flat, so it? apologies to Mr. J, because we've turned your lovely question <laughs> and, and and probably something you were going to try and like impress the oh, kids in your class with into just us talking about Lewis Capaldi. I'm sorry, Mr. J. I should probably... Newcastle United players back in the day went to a house show. How was that? Yeah. Jermaine Jennis, Titus Bramble, Kieran Dyer. There's some people who probably know more about wrestling than you'd think. Really? Because they Because they were there. Kieran Dye, Kieran Dye got to hold uh, the world title or something. I imagine that <laughs> I imagine that Jenis was watching quite closely. Why? Because he's a bit analytical, isn't he? But I imagine that I imagine that Titus had no idea what was going on. Yeah. As a former Sunderland player as well, I just he's not. I, I met him in the lift as well. Did at you? The, at the gate, yeah. His chest is huge. Is he was a big he? man? <laughs> yeah, because I was like. Te- uh, 13 maybe at a push and my head was like where his nibble was and it's just his chest came out there astonishing specimen of a man but uh, but uh, <laughs> not the most composed defender in the world but oh, rash yeah. Um, that was the mailbag if you've got any questions you want to submit to the mailbag you can do at mailbag at cultaholic.com <laughs> And now it's time for Reese's Pieces. Howdy, lads. Reese's Pieces has become my favorite segment on the podcast, and I wanted to take a swing at an interpromotional dream match edition where I offer a selection of matchups between wrestlers in rival promotions. For the purposes of this, assume that this is them at their best and most popular, them at their peak, not necessarily at their current state. Whether it's a one-off dream match or a full feud, I'll leave it to your own imaginations and feel free to imagine any stipulation for the matchup that you'd like. Full disclosure, this is mainly an excuse to get one specific dream match of mine out there for discussion. Bonus points if you can guess which one it is. It's going to be the weird one, isn't it? Probably. the weird one. Anyway, on with it. Right, so Tom, are you familiar with Reese's Pieces? Uh, I am, but if people are watching for the first time... Mm, very like, good, very good. How do we, how do we, how do we play Reese's Pieces? So it's fastest, fastest thought first. Uh, so we're going to go around in a circle. Tom, then Ross, then myself. And I'm going to read out an option... And then you're just going to choose your favorite one immediately. Gut instinct. What's your favorite one? Okay, okay, that sounds <clears> cool. Number one, the New Day versus the Elite, Kenny and the Bucks, so like a trio's feud, or the New Day versus Villain Enterprises. New Day Elite, the former. Yes, New Day Elite. Also for me, think of the computer game references <laughs> that they. I like Villain Enterprises too, though. The Young Bucks versus the Revival, or the Usos versus the Briscoes. Young Bucks versus the Revival, the former. Yeah, Young Bucks versus the Revival. <laughs> That's one that. What could possibly happen? And yeah, really very likely. To, really looking forward to it as well. Uh, R-Truth versus Orange Cassidy or Marco Stunt versus Hornswoggle? R-Truth, Orange Cassidy. The former. <laughs> I might go for... Uh, no, it's got to be Orange it's Cassidy. It's got to be versus, Truth and Cassidy. No, I'm enjoying Orange Cassidy mixing it up with these more serious wrestlers now. So I'm going to go for Marco Stunt versus Hornswoggle. I like Hornswoggle. Seems like a nice man. I've met him. Was a nice man. Um, Asuka versus Sue Young or Asuka versus Rosemary. So like creepy gimmicks kind of thing. Uh, Asuka versus Rosemary. 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 I don't want to see Asuka get dragged into that world where she's got to be scared of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, Buddy Murphy versus Will Ospreay or Buddy Murphy versus Kota Ibushi. Oh, Murphy Ibushi. 
Murphy or Spree? Murphy or Bushi. But more importantly, Murphy Omega. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> I'll lead to that. Because that's what he is, isn't he? <laughs> Everyone. He's a pound land, Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Black versus Minoru Suzuki or Alistair Black versus Alistair Park. Park. Alistair Black versus Alistair, Alistair, Alistair Park. Alistair Park. <laughs> Thought it'd be funny, but it didn't work. Alistair that. Black versus Park or Alistair Black versus Minoru Suzuki? Uh, Black Suzuki. 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 We've seen Alistair Black versus Park. At a, a UK tournament. Oh event. yeah, yeah. That was that was Tommy N. That was a different man. Yeah, <laughs> and it was Neville. That's a different man. <laughs> M. Jeff versus Rusev, or M. Jeff versus Matt Riddle. Jeff Riddle. Ultimate twink off in it. Rusev and M. Jeff. Rusev's not a twink. Oh, Rusev's not. What weird planet is Rusev? Rusev's a big bear of a man. He's, He's a, a handsome bastard. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, I'm going to go for Riddle. I think the implication here is that Riddle would batter MJF and everyone would like to see it. So I'm going to go for that one. Um, the Bullet Club versus The Shield or the Bullet Club versus the Undisputed Era? Bullet Club Era. Era. Oh, I can't decide. Era. Yeah. Era. But I'm not happy because they're both smarmy. You want to... Uh, I like Battle of the Smarms. Smarm off. Smarm off. Um, Jay White versus Volta or Jay White versus Finn Balor? Ooh, uh, White and Balor. Volta. Volta as well. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Daniel Bryan or Zack Sabre Jr. versus Johnny Gargano? Oh, Zach and Bryan. Steve Bryan. Zach and Bryan, yeah. Velveteen Dream, as Ross would say, uh, versus Dalton Castle or Velveteen Dream versus Cody? Oh, Dream and Castle. Castle. That'd yeah. be fun. That's no. a feud, that. Cody, because Cody's feuds are really good. So I'm, I'm going to go for the feud. Joe Hendry, local hero, versus Adam Cole, baby. Or the prestigious one, Joe Hendry, versus, so that's like heel Hendry, I guess, versus Keith Lee. Uh, oh, um, Lee, um, Hendry Lee. Lee to Lee take Hendry. down those Hendry bastards. Lee. <laughs> I'm going to go for Lee Hendry as well. Those bastards in the prestige. Okay. Keith can take them down once and for all. Travis Banks. Bang. Uh, Joe Coffey. Spirit Bomb. <laughs> El Ligero. BT Gun. Ruining that World Cup. How dare you? <laughs> Stevie Aaron. Come here. He was, he was, a, he was oh, definitely no. a member. He was a member no, of the prestige. <laughs> they cut a promo after Stevie Aaron joined the prestige, specifying... He's not actually a proper member of the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie would be gutted. I oh. am in the prestige. Yeah, he was. And Henry was, like, was like, he just gets like the teas and the coffees and that. Um, Andrade versus Pentagon or Andrade versus Jay Lethal? Andrade Pentagon. Pentagon. Pentagon, but you always forget about Jay Lethal. And I hope, I, I feel like, I want to see him in a different promotion now. Come on. Uh, Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte or Tessa Blanchard versus Becky? Tessa Blanchard, Becky. Charlotte. Becky. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus the villain Marty Skrull, or the Fiend with some kind of mallet versus the entire Dark Order. Just <laughs> something comical about the Fiend. Yeah, sod it. Fiend Dark Order. Yeah, the mallet. Why the mallet? The mallet. We'll go for the mallet. Um, and f- oh no, not finally. Sorry. Jordan Grace versus Rhea Ripley, or Jordan Grace versus actual cannibal Shayna Baszler. Actual oh, cannibal Shayna Baszler. Grace and Baszler. Ripley, I'm gonna go with. Um. Baszler. Styles will mesh That's better. fair enough. It's a close one. I'll go for Baszler. Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins or Kenny Omega versus Kevin Owens? Uh, Omega and Rollins. Rollins. Rollins, I think, is the better matchup there. Champa versus Takahashi. Oh, that's a weird one. Champa versus Takahashi or Champa versus Jericho. Not sure what the connection there is, but fair enough. Champa Jericho. Jericho, yeah. 
Jericho because I worry about Champa's neck and Takashi's got a lot of neck-based offense. John Cena versus Nick Aldis or John Cena versus Hiromu Taka, uh, Tanahashi, sorry, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the big, the John Cena of New Japan. Cena Tanahashi. Yeah, Tanahashi. Cena Tanahashi. Sorry, Aldis. And finally, if I can separate the paper from the other bit. Come on. You got this. Wet your fingers. I did it. But don't, no, touch, your but don't touch your fingers at the same time. Finally, Roman Reigns versus Kazuchika Okada or Roman Reigns versus Gian Moxley. Reigns Okada. We've seen Reigns Moxley before. We haven't seen Reigns Moxley. Reigns Moxley. No, no. Reigns Moxley. WWE. Ah. AW. What's going to seen that that Ambrose fella. That's a different kettle of fish. Fair point. (laughs) Sorry if that was a bit long, but thank you for all the great content that helps me get through my commute to and from work every day. Thanks to you, uh, James from Texas. Thank you very much, James. That was good. Uh, Which one do we think was his? I think his dream feud was Champa Takashi because that was the weird one where I went, oh. Well, is it, yeah, because Champa Jericho came up. Maybe that one. Maybe feel, I feel like it's that one. I feel like it also could have been um, Suzuki versus uh, was it Alistair Black? Maybe, but you know, who knows? Good selection there from Reese's Pieces. Thank you very much to James from Texas. And if you want to uh, submit your own Reese's Pieces, you can do so at the same address as the regular mailbag. That's mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's cultaholics. The question. And finally, it's time for the big question, or as Matthew would say, the big, big, big question. Show. That's what he does. That's what he, that's the, that's <laughs> oh, the, is that the parody? Is oh. he's doing the mashup theme of Big Show? And is it Miz or Jericho? Jericho. Jericho. Um, so the big question this week is obviously: Should WrestleMania be cancelled? And as we were just um, resetting the camera for another round of filming here, Ross checked his phone and noticed something. Ah, the Premier League's been suspended, mm, which wowzers. means all of the sport just about gone. I think at this stage, they can't not cancel Mania. It's the thing. It's like it's a really hard thing to talk about because on one hand, we kind of go too overboard because it's changing day by day. We don't know what's so quickly, happen. so we yeah. don't know what it's going to be like. In it could change thing. between us recording this. And it could this be gone out. in three weeks. We never know, know, but it could be ten times worse. That's yeah. the game we're playing. But also, I'm thinking just from a purely fans' perspective, and WrestleMania being this global event, surely it's better for everyone's travel plans and money and everything for them to just say right. We're going to postpone it, take it back a few months. Hopefully, it'll be gone. But like, just t- uh, just sort your travel plans out around that. Because I agree, it seems a bit unfair just leaving it week on week on week. Doesn't mm. it? See, I I played um, Devil's Avocado a bit on the news Devil's Avocado. this morning, in the sense that this time last week, when you guys sat down to do the podcast, was the uh, the the pandemic a, a topic? It wasn't even a pandemic then. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, a week, like one week ago, like there wasn't any conversation. Obviously, it was, we were aware that there was something around and there was something happening. But one week, like literally in the last 72 hours. So, now the Premier League suspended. uh, The NBA's been suspended. Loads uh, of leagues have gone. Pretty much all major sporting events have been called off. Um, WrestleMania is still three weeks away at this point. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether there's a case, whether it's a case of WWE just holding off as long as possible just to see what to happens. see what happens this time next week. Because yeah. I th- I do like I genuinely thought we'd have an answer uh, by now yeah. as to what was happening. But uh, the but Jane Caster, the mayor of Tampa, has said that we're gonna we don't want to make a decision on events that are weeks in the future. So they're gonna sit down again next week and make a decision. Um, by which I there's part of me that thinks they won't. Do you it's, think? Yeah. Surely if I don't say it's, I don't think it's, I think the right decision is to, 
to 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 call time on it and, yeah. and reset and reset everything. But I genuinely don't think. Uh, I, I think it sounds really bad, but I think money is money would talk. Right. Really bad. You don't, you don't think they've it, or you don't think they make a decision. I think they will keep it on. I think that they'll be forced to. I think that the the city will want to keep it on because of the revenue it will bring to the city. Yeah. But I think that they might, on like more of a, a wide like nationwide level, they might say nah. Like they might call a stop to all. I don't know. I don't know what the other. I don't know how the government works in America. I don't know if they've got if the overall government has the authority. To well, do it's that. it's sort of leaning towards their. their I mean, it, every everybody's different. I mean, like the state of Ohio. Uh, the, mayor, the 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 mayor, governor uh, governor of, of Ohio has said the no captain. no events no public events to be attended yeah so and that's a rule or is that a suggestion that's that's them going in Ohio this is what's that's happening. actual like rule, the right. I, I believe uh, SmackDown being cancelled is a rule from Detroit yeah that's, is... that's come from them and so WWE had to kind of react to that and go okay well yeah performance center but like having said that like the governor of Florida has said. He put out a thing that said there should be no public gatherings for the next 30 days. Yeah. So that's the governor of Florida. Despite the fact that AEW next week has now been moved to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, yeah. So, like, which which are you doing it? It's where you go with it. But despite all this, I think that they're holding off because they desperately, like you say, with the, like, I think somehow WrestleMania brings in an average locally of $150 million in revenue. Wow. It's a huge amount of money that yeah. WrestleMania brings to a city, to a state, which is why they are reluctant to cancel it. I think they will do everything in their power to keep it on. I think they will too, but I think in the end, maybe either by a higher, sort of not a higher power in that sense, not by Vince, um, but by a different higher power saying, no, you can't do that, or by, um, or just by, I guess, the weight of pressure of everything else stopping for a bit. I, I can't see it going That's ahead. the thing, and it? it's just weird how all these other major sporting and just general gatherings are going, but WrestleMania surviving. And it's huge. And it's bigger than most of these other it's things. It's huge yeah. as well. We've been to ones where it's like, that one in Dallas was like approaching 100,000 people. It was mm. huge. Um, so yeah, and it's not even just, I, I remember reading something where it was like, it's not, you're not really going to catch it if you're sat in a stadium, an outdoor thing, like you're not, but it's not, it's not really the event itself. It's the, the transport to and from the, it's the, it's everything. You know what I mean? We've seen, we've been lucky enough to see WrestleMania uh, twice and it's not even just the event. Like the city gets taken over by fans. You can't yeah. walk down a block without seeing a group of wrestling fans. It's like the wrestling version of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yeah, it's everywhere. And I think they said there was a the thing that came out yesterday that the, a case was found where they're holding access. Yes. So in that's the convention a bit, that's center. Gotta, you've got to take that into account as well. Do well, I think we all agree then that it probably should be postponed. But then, as Tom mentioned, you never, you never. This is impo- developing it is so quickly. To say at this point, yeah. yeah. You have an issue where <clears throat> if they do postpone WrestleMania, like the the like, w, the show must go on in some sense. The fact that you know SmackDown has been as uh, you can't delay canceled. the feuds for three. Well, months. that's it. Yeah. Like, you, like, so we could potentially <clears throat> see. We could from this see something that as WWE fans, as wrestling fans, we've wanted to see for a long time, which is an off season. Yeah, we could do. We, we could, could actually get an off season yeah. in WWE as a result. And then of this. we can do Sims House finally on the channel. That's it. I mean, like, yeah. what would we do in an off season? Sims House. Sims House. We just have to think of creative new content, I guess, to give the fans. It would be an interesting way to see what we could. Yeah, do. Yeah, but is it, so it's either it would be like if if they go right, that you don't come into the don't come into the stadium, no WrestleMania. You've got they've got one or two options. Either they cancel WrestleMania, they move it later in the year. 
and have the matches sort of play out on television in some sort of haphazard way. Have Brock versus Drew as the main event of Raw? No. <laughs> because if you've got if you're going to keep the show going, you've got to somehow find a way. Or do we get which I'm. Jumping at the bit for a Saudi Arabia WrestleMania. No, not even that, mate. <laughs> WrestleMania at the Performance Center. Wow, <laughs> that would be quite something to see. Bring the noise on that. I am here for that. That would be good. That in my veins. Um, but I would feel mania. bad for everyone who, like Matthew and Jen, who want to go. Obviously. Yeah. But oh yeah. I mean, I've got yeah. I've got other Matthew and Jen. I've got other friends who are. Uh, who who are umming and ahhing about whether or not they yeah. travel now. And yeah. So it does. It it, it affects. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, yeah. but it's you know it's it, it's not like it's being done out of malice. It's being done out no. like there is a there is an outbreak, and of it's course. a case of containing it and not putting people in in danger. You know, I yeah. to, I totally get if it ended up being cancelled. Totally understand why. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, it would it would be a shame, but it would be in the best interest of everything. I feel more for the independent companies who are running that yeah. week. That's bad because there's so many that have bet the farm on these shows during WrestleMania week, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, which is happening, which looks like a huge LGBT plus show. Uh, Faye Jackson Sweatpants Invitational Battle Royal looks amazing. Yeah. The Bullet Club Beach Party's already That's been, been cancelled. Uh, WXW are going to do uh, the, the a show for that week. And obviously, because they can't fly out of Germany, that show's now been cancelled. Yeah. And it's all these in, independent companies that, are, that have thrown everything at, these, at this WrestleMania week. And it's all going to the wall. If we do anything this week, Away from worrying about cancelling WrestleMania, support indie wrestling. Yeah, hundred percent. Buy merch. Subscribe to Pivot Shares. You know, other on-demand services. Do stuff to support indie wrestling. That's a very doubt. good point. Um, well, that's a nice positive way to end. The, what was a weird big question segment because we don't normally go that serious with it. It's normally like, oh, wasn't that a stupid angle from years gone by? This is quite a serious one. Um, but thank you very much. That's what we'll be saying in five years' time. What? That pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, or I would have booked that one. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks very much to Tom and Ross for joining me on the podcast. Matthew will be back very soon. And uh, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm straight to hell with Lita and Gail Kim on Sunday, probably. Brand new episode of the Cold Tonic Classic Raw Review with myself and Justin Henry on Saturday. And part four, if you're subscribed to the podcast of Wrestling in the 20s. I've been doing a series on uh, wrestling during the start of the 1920s, the Gold Dust Trio, Ed Strangler Lewis, and the story behind those guys. And uh, we dropped the fourth and final part on the podcast feed on Sunday night. I've really enjoyed doing it. Lovely stuff. Well, thanks very much. And if you want to uh, vote on the Hall of Fame, you can do a patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. And any uh, mailbag questions or Reese's pieces can be sent to mailbag at cultaholic.com. Thanks very much for watching. Tom, we do this at the end. Now, everyone put your hands in the middle and then Matthew makes us all go, well, hey, and tickle, tickle the, the balls. balls. Join us. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yeah.